following program is paid for and presented by John DeMassey. The opinions expressed are not those of Town Square Media or station advertisers. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now, the host of Talk with a Purpose, John DeMassey. Good morning and welcome to the frozen tundra of Atlantic County. How's that for my voice of God? <laughs> Cold enough for you? huh? Fortunately, next week, listen to this, next Thursday is going to be 60 degrees. So we'll get through it. But good morning and welcome to Talk With a Purpose every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. Good to have you with us, as always. A lot to talk about today, including a visit from State Senator Vince Palestina. Yes, he represents Atlantic County, of course, and he's going to come in at 10 o'clock to talk about what's going on in the legislature. And um, we'll talk about the whales. You know, this thing, this thing continues. And I understand there's going to be a meeting in Brigantine uh, this week. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We'll talk about that as well. Uh, 609-407-1450 is our number here in the studio. 609-407-1450. As we venture into another edition of Talk with a Purpose here on WPG, Talk Radio 95.5. We'll talk about uh, a, a lot of different things happening in the world today uh, and so on. But I wanted to start off by... This thing in Memphis has really, you know, it's got me. And and first of all, it's a tragedy. And police were arrested and they're charged and they're they're going to go to jail and they're going to get significant prison time. That's for sure. So we're all on board with that. But the thing is... And I thank J.A. for sending me the video last week. And I went home after the show and I watched it. And I didn't see much that I could really delve into because it was it was so fast and it was so it was kind of a grainy video. And I know that he ran Tyree Nichols ran away. Then they chased him. They heard it on the on the story. Oh, He's running away. He's down the street. We're on the street of such and such and such and such. And so, you know, that that was what happened there. But we still don't know what the real reason is. Now, we heard reckless driving. OK, we don't know that. We don't know what the real reason was. We know it's reckless driving. I said that. But what, how did it escalate? into all of it that it did. And how did it escalate into beating him up? I mean, they tased him. That didn't work. So this this whole thing really goes down the path of, oh, they, they, they killed a black man. Well, the officers were, were black. So, and you know, <laughs> that congressman in Florida said, it's racist. Well, wait a minute. If it's <clears throat> if it's racist, <clears throat> then why are we talking about diversity? B- 
because the the police officers were black. So, you know, we didn't hear one thing about, well, the officers were presented with a problem that they thought needed to be escalated to this. We heard certainly about de-escalation. We heard certainly about police need more training. I mean, it's the same thing over and over and over again. It's the same playbook that no matter what, if a black man is shot, and remember, remember my rule, thou shalt not shoot or, or beat up or whatever you do, a black man, no matter what the circumstance, no matter what the case, thou shalt not do it because this is what happens. And, you know, I, I'm, I just always wonder, why is it that they're always, the, the victims seem to always be black? We never hear about white victims because that doesn't support the narrative. So, you know, I, I mean, don't get me started on, on racism and the black versus white. This was a stop that a person did not, he did not follow the police orders. When you get stopped by a police officer, don't you pull over and you cooperate? License and registration, you give it to him. He tells you why he's stopping you. Maybe you get a ticket, maybe you don't. And then you move on. That's, at least that's what happens to me all the time. So why is this why is this always the same story? Oh, say his name, say his name. And we're hearing Tyree Nichols, Tyree. That, what does that do? You know, what does that solve? Because now he's, he's already dead, I, I'm sorry to say, and that's not going to bring him back. But I, I, I just don't understand. Oh, Police officers need more training. They need more uh, sensitivity training. They need more training and to de-escalate situations. Well, you can best believe in the future we are going to hear that the Nichols family is suing the Memphis Police Department and they will probably get a big payday. But that's what we're going to hear. It's it's just the same, and what I'm pointing out here is it's the same thing, and nothing will change because in this case, it was five black police officers, and we're still saying the same things as we did with George Floyd. Oh, well, they were white. They, they were racist. Well, <laughs> now these guys are black. Come on. And they're racist, and, and this is racism at its, at its highest? I mean, it's, it's, it's a situation that is tragic, yes. And it happened. And it's unfortunate. And it's going to happen again. You can, you can believe me when I say that. It will happen again. And maybe the officers will be black. Maybe they'll be white. Maybe they'll be mixed. But it will happen. And... That's, unfortunately, that's the way it is. But it's not racism. 
And it's not the five. These cop they shouldn't be on the police force. So maybe we should, you know, vet these these candidates more than we do now. Maybe that's a that's a path that will go down. But this is just the same thing. That's all I'm saying. It's the same thing, and nothing will change unless we change. And and, to, and the media has oh the the me oh the, this attorney for the oh the family is devastated and and the father gets on the stepfather gets on there and he was a good kid oh that's another thing they're always they're always good kids they're always loving people they're they're always uh, up, upstanding citizens until they run into police officers like this so I I don't get that either. It's, it's just, it's a tragedy, yes. What are we going to do about it? Nothing. We'll probably scream about the next one and the next one and the next one. And nothing will be done. But yet we hear all of this police reform and it's, it, it just really baffles my mind. That, that's all. And maybe Seth Grossman has some answers for it. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll bring in Seth. Seth Grossman, Liberty and Prosperity. And uh, will you talk about Uncle Remus today? I, I hope you do. <laughs> well, before we get to Uncle Remus, uh, there is an element of uh, black history. And you have to understand that what's taught during Black History Month is not real, authentic history. It's propaganda. It's designed to make black Americans feel that they can't uh, trust or or like white people or Republicans or conservatives or Christians and have to vote Democrat, no matter how miserable their lives are, no matter how corrupt their officials are, they have to uh, vote Democrat because voting for white Republicans is, is going to be even worse. Now, a, a ignored uh, element of black history is what Thomas Sowell described as black redneck culture in a book he wrote about 15 years ago. Uh, and uh, if you go to the libertyandprosperity.com website and uh, use our search bar and, and type in the word redneck, uh, you'll see an article that I posted a year ago when Will Smith um, uh, slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars uh, over nothing. And people were saying, well, why did he do that? Um, and it's the same answer as to why so many young black men, when they're arrested uh, or pulled over, uh, and the officer says, you know, show me your license, do this, do that. And they defy the officer, fight with the officer, attack the officer. Why do they do that? And, and really, uh, in America, uh, for years, you had this destructive white redneck culture in the South. It started with the Scotch-Irish along the frontier in the late 1700s. It became absolutely toxic when uh, uh, people who had a culture of uh, personal honor, drinking, fighting, uh, abusing women, uh, defying authority, you know, just sort of the opposite of everything a normal person would do to succeed. You had this culture develop along the frontier. And when you brought slavery into it, uh, you know, you could get rich and powerful and get away with this culture. And this is a, a destructive culture that kept the South, the hillbilly culture, the redneck culture, kept the South backwards 
for 100 years. In fact, uh, Thomas Sowell in his book pointed out that in World War I, you had black Americans in the military were doing better on intelligence tests than whites from the South because of this destructive culture. But what we forget is that 90% of black Americans started in the South, and they moved up to the North during what was called the Great Migration uh, after Reconstruction. And many of them picked up this destructive redneck culture. And for years, uh, it was the black community looked down on this, and it was... Um, you know, it was a very small number of black Americans, um, you know, were involved in this violence and culture of defying authority. But then suddenly in the 1960s, white liberals and the pop culture and the, the movies like with, uh, oh, uh, I'm trying to Warren Beatty and Bullock, suddenly made this, uh, this redneck culture among blacks, this violent, you know, ghetto culture, made it romantic. They enabled it. And, and made it cool. And so that's what you see today. And uh, no one will recognize it, but until we do, uh, it's never going to end. Because when it's a white police officer, police officer involved, uh, how do you deal with, with, with kids, 14, 15, 18, 19, who just have no respect for authority? And you see this in Atlantic City. Every week you read about shootings. A 14-year-old shooting another 14-year-old, an 18-year-old getting shot. There was some, uh, some sort of riot at Atlantic City High School, a basketball game against, uh, I, I believe, the Tech High School Thursday night. Um, and, and no, but as long as you have this fake black history that says every problem in the black community is the fault of slavery, racism, whites, or somehow, you're never going to fix this. And, and we just got to wake up and deal with it. Uh, so uh, what about that Uncle Remus story that you posted on uh, LibertyandProsperity.com? Oh, 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 there, there, there we go. Uh, one of the things on black history, uh, what are they teaching in black history? Basically, uh, whites are evil, blacks are innocent victims. Uh, in other words, in black history, if, if every white is a scoundrel and there's not a single black scoundrel, that's not history. It's fake history. But one of the real histories um, is, um, and you and I grew up with it, uh, the Song of the, of the South, Uncle Remus, zippity doo remember that? Uh, well, you can't get Uncle Remus today. Uh, Walt Disney completely banned it. Uh, you can't even get a video. It's not on the streaming service. Um, it, it will not be discussed at any school. I bet if I showed uh, Uncle Remus uh, teaching at community college. If they gave me my job back, I'd be fired instantly for showing it. But what's the story of Uncle Remus? Uh, he is a fictional character, uh, wise and respected free black man. Uh, he's loved and respected by whites and blacks of all ages. He's not angry. He's not bitter. It depicts black and white children playing together. Uncle Remus told fables and folk tales that taught important grown-up lessons to young children, like Aesop's fables. So who could possibly be against that? But yet, uh, that is considered forbidden and racist to teach uh, something like that. But what I did not know, uh, until I just randomly looked it up, is that the Uncle Remus stories are authentic black history. Uh, the stories were written by a white man called Joel Chandler Harris who grew up in poverty in Georgia before the Civil War. Uh, his father left him shortly after he was born. 
uh, Harris was raised by his mother, an Irish uh, immigrant seamstress. Uh, so as an, uh, and then when, he, when Harris was 14 years old, he quit school and did odd jobs for his food, for uh, clothing and shelter by doing odd jobs for a newspaper that was run by the owner of a nearby plantation. As an illegitimate poor white boy, uh, Joel Handler uh, Harris was uh, rejected by most of the whites uh, in his neighborhood. So he spent most of his spare time socializing with the black slaves on the plantation. He learned their stories, he learned their songs. And when the Civil War came uh, and the slaves were freed, Harris as a white man published the songs and stories uh, and, and worked with the people he made friends with on the plantation to bring the races together after the Civil War. Uh, Joel Chandler Harris uh, was a respected and popular writer for the newspaper known as the Atlantic Constitution for the next 30 years. Everything about Song of the South and Uncle Remus is true and accurate black history, yet it won't be taught anywhere, and you can't even get it from Walt Disney. And, the, and Disneyland actually closed down its ride, Splash Mountain, because it was mentioned in an Uncle Remus story. Jeez. But meanwhile, kids are being taught uh, Django Unchained, uh, written by uh, uh, Tarant- Quentin Tarantino, who's just a, you know, a, a money-grubbing Hollywood type who'll sell whatever violence he needs to sell to make money in the movies. And yet Django Unchained is presented as true history, and Uncle Remus uh, is, is totally canceled. So that's one of the things, if you go to our website, uh, libertyandprosperity.com, uh, it, it's posted there, Uncle Remus. We, we did it on our, our email update. But this is real black history because, uh, again, why was history created? The ancient people created history uh, in, in ancient times for the same reason they created astrology. They wanted to change the future or predict the future. And if you study what people really did in the past, you could learn how to make things better in the future. But if you uh, have fake facts and distort the history of the past, just like if you distort the news of the present, you're going to start doing the wrong things, thinking you're doing the right thing, and that's not going to be good for anyone. Wow, that, so, that's, uh, that's, that's, a, a, that's a good way to begin Black, Black History Month. That's a powerful statement. It really is. Yeah. Uh, why, uh, do, you and, know, and, do you know why they don't want to teach these things? Well, obvious, because the purpose of history, just like any other propaganda in socialist countries, is to get political power. And so if you want to gain political power, you have to tell the people that your side is always right, that the other side is always wrong. But true history doesn't do that. Uh, And probably the best example of true history is the Old Testament of the Bible. Uh, You have... Bible heroes like uh, Moses and King David, but yet the Bible tells of the sins they did and the bad things they did, uh, and, and to teach that, yes, uh, people on your side did things bad, uh, people on the other side did things good. You have to judge each individual by what he or she does, and that way you're going to have a better life for yourself and your family. But if you want political control, you'll say, oh, uh, our, our side is perfect, everything wrong in our life is caused by somebody else. And that's socialism. Uh, you have a whole lot of names, racism, bigotry. Uh, but when you have the government is forcing our, stool, our schools to teach this bigotry, it's horrible. And the result is, again, 
Atlantic City, Pleasantville, Bridgeton, Philadelphia. Uh, 18-year-olds shooting 15-year-olds, 15-year-olds shooting 20-year-olds. Uh, kids get arrested. Uh, they, they, they try to fight with the police officer. They get hurt. They get killed. But God forbid uh, any blame uh, being on, uh, on the leaders of the black community. In, in fact, when you had the trouble in Memphis, you had a black councilman in Atlantic City, Kaleem Shabazz, goes around denouncing the police in Memphis, but yet that same Kaleem Shabazz had nothing to say, and I mean nothing to say. You know, uh, didn't even show up at the funeral uh, when you had a, a 10-year-old killed at a high school game in Pleasantville a couple of years ago, when you have the teenagers killing other teenagers, because it doesn't fit the narrative. Right. All that fits the narrative is somebody else's, whatever problem I have in life, someone else is responsible. Right. And that's just not the American way. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. You, you got me started there. <laughs> well, that's the point, I guess. But, but yeah, there, there's, there's so many inconsistencies in today's world. It's just incredible. But uh, what else is going on at Liberty and Prosperity? Well, well uh, of course, the, the, the weather uh, we, we noticed that uh, it was 15 degrees last night, uh, Friday night, uh, 20 degrees Saturday morning. Uh, but, of course, the papers and the media will say, oh, it's a, it's a polar vortex. <laughs> but if you have a very warm day, oh, a warm day is proof of global warming. But a cold day, uh, just the polar vortex, you know, doesn't count. Uh, and, and then, of course, you have the Chinese balloons at the top of the news. Uh, it, it's the Chinese are obviously testing us. They want to know uh, if... Uh, China, communist China invades free China or Taiwan. Uh, will America help Taiwan defend its country? And, and now that the Chinese know that Americans won't even defend their own country. <laughs> so we, we gave them the answer they wanted. Uh, and unfortunately, I think a lot of good people are going to get hurt and killed uh, because of that failure. And um, I guess the, the, the final uh, point to bring up is uh, Trevor Loudon will be our guest speaker at our fundraiser on February 25th. And it's, it's really a modest breakfast, but we're charging $75 for the tickets. And we're doing it um, because, um, first of all, Trevor Loudon is a world-class speaker. And we're just lucky to get him to come here because he has family in Stone Harbor and, and was making a visit. So... Uh, I mean, just to hear that speaker alone is worth the $75, but also that $75 uh, covers most of the budget, most of the expenses for liberty and prosperity. So even if you're not in the area, even if you never come to our regular breakfast, uh, that's a special event worth coming to. And um, I, I guess the other thing is uh, the, uh, you know, just like we have the fake black history to get blacks to vote for Democrats, regardless of the facts. Uh, we see that fake Holocaust history that I talked about last week and uh, published in the letter to the press of Atlantic City last Sunday uh, that you, uh, you, know, you know, again, uh, to blame the Holocaust on conservatives right wing when uh, almost every scholar points out that the Holocaust, the anti-Semitism almost always comes from the left uh, because the left is, is based on the idea that if you don't have what you want in life, uh, if you think you don't have enough money, uh, uh, Benjamin Franklin would have said, you know, be thrifty, work harder, study, you know, do all these things to make your life better. But the socialists are anti-American. They say if there's something wrong in your life, uh, it's because it's somebody else has too much. 
So you vote for a socialist in the government who's going to take away from somebody else and give it to you uh, because uh, that's called social justice. You know, the Bible says, you know, thou shalt not covet. The Bible says that uh, envy is one of the deadly sins. But uh, in socialism, those, uh, you know, those sins become virtues. And it's social justice to say I'm entitled to what somebody else has. So we'll be talking about it at our uh, Liberty and Prosperity Breakfast, 9.30 to 10.30, uh, at Sal's Cafe at, uh, at New Road, uh, 501 New Road in Summers Point. And uh, I think I might actually be on time. Yeah, uh, how, how to, about uh, that? That's that, the discussion. That's, that's great. <laughs> so, uh, all right. I'm sure we, there, there's plenty to talk about uh, besides this. And, uh, again, thank you for the opportunity okay. to uh, discuss these issues. Thank you, Seth. Seth Grossman, Liberty and Prosperity, libertyandprosperity.com is the website. And, again, uh, you have time to head over if you're going to go to the meeting, 930, every Saturday morning at Sal's Coal Fire Pizza. Talk for the purposes of the show, Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. We will have Matt and maybe you and who knows who else, 609-407-1450, after these words. When it comes to you and your family's financial wellness, there are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In the book, Joe talks about longevity, inflation, retirement surprises, and many other topics. For your free copy of The Heart of Your Money, call the office of Joe Yakovich at JML Financial at 856-751-1771 or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. For over 37 years, Joe Yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan. You'll find Joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world. The path to your financial wellness and or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group, 856-751-1771, 856-751-1771, or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, member SIPC, Brokers International Financial services llc is not an affiliated company and we are back here on talk with a purpose every saturday nine till noon wpg talk radio 95.5 i'm john damassi well we have we have our usual leadoff hitter matt in ac but first we want to ask matt uh which teams are in the super bowl do you know matt Oh my God, John! Well, you had to go there again. It's an off week this week, man. Well, well, I gotta keep, I gotta keep, you know, us uh, as, as current as far as what's happening in the future. So that's why I said that. I just wanted you. I just wanted to know if you knew who was in the Super Bowl. That that was all. <laughs> hey, look, I'm rooting for the Eagles. The NFC East, man. Okay. The NFC East all the way. That's right. But. The only team I don't like is the, is the Cowboys. I I can't stand the well, Cowboys. Well, I that, don't have any problem with the Eagles, that, really. That, that makes two of us. <laughs> yeah. What's on your mind? So anyway, I I discussed this with Harry during the week. I'm talking about democratic politics, okay? Yes. 
our our esteemed leader, uh, President Joe Biden, just granted a a drilling permit to ConocoPhillips, who is a big oil conglomerate. They're they're nation they're worldwide. I yeah, think worldwide. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. And he, he just extended a permit where they can start looking at three different sites in Alaska to start drilling for oil. Okay. And let me let me tell you how political this is. Yeah. Okay. This is how it's going to go down. And I told Harry this, and I want your uh, a scoop on it. Okay. He he he's gonna he's gonna grant a permit. All right, now we're coming up. Election time is going to tick, tick, tick. It's coming. It's coming quicker than you think. Yeah. Okay? That's true. Yeah. He granted that permit so he can stay on the campaign trail for his so-called re-election, which I can't see at all. I, I can't either. No, I, I can't. Yeah. He's going to stay on the campaign trail. Look, I, I opened up oil permits. I, 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 you know, I did this. I did that. But here's what's going to happen with that. I'm telling you. Because you know I have a construction background. I'm telling you how it's going to go down. It's going to take six months to do the survey as to where they're going to put these three different oil rigs. That's six months. Maybe nine if they delay them. And then it's going to take another six to nine months to do the print, the blueprint, as to how they're going to build in those things is no joke. Okay. Yeah, I know that. And that's another six to nine months. And along the way, they're going to hit them with, oh, you, you violated this ordinance, and, and, and you didn't submit this paperwork in time, and you didn't do this, and you didn't do that. They have no intention on building that plant, those those rigs. But Biden on the trail could say, hey, look, I opened up permits in Alaska. What are you talking about? I, I, I want oil. I, I want it. This is how they hedge their bets. This is how they do. Yeah. Okay. And God forbid we lose the White House to the Democrats again. That that those rigs will never get built. Oh ever. no, no, they won't. Ever. No, no, <clears throat> no. The, 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 definitely not. Definitely not. No, I agree with you. I, yeah. I I think I think it's just a for show kind of thing. And like you said, well, six months, uh, maybe nine, maybe we'll delay it. And, you know, it's just it's it's all a, a dog and pony show. That's that's really what it is. And and look, it's purely political. That's right. That's right. Look, he shut it's down. A talking point. Yep. Yep. He shut it, down the pipeline. Yep. Right away. And that, yeah, down to the talking point. Oh, yeah. Well, we we're we're looking into that. Yeah, we're we're exploring that. Yeah. OK. Yeah. You're exploring. <laughs> <laughs> this way, if he has to debate Trump or DeSantis or whatever the case may be, he can say, what are you talking about? I, I, I gave permits to them. But the thing's delayed for five years, whatever it is, to actually get a bill. I mean, come on. Okay, I'm going to hit you with a question, and we're going to do this today as part of our show. If you want to chime in on this, who do you think should be the Republican nominee for president. Who, who do you think? Well, What's your take? Well, I, I I think I discussed this with you before yeah, on you this did. very yeah, fine you program. Yes, you did. I, I, I think Trump should run again and get it. But I think DeSantis 
being 40-something years old, should be right there with, with them, supporting them. And I think Nikki Haley, who is going to put her hat in the ring, by the way. Yes. Okay? Yeah. I think she should be his vice presidential candidate this term. And then, and then I think DeSantis takes it for the next eight years. Well, that's that's that's, uh, that's that's a viable thing. But but the question is, can Trump win? And that's really what I'm wrestling with. You know, I I, I just I have my doubts. That's all. But Matt, as always, a, a pleasure. Thanks for the call. Talk with the purpose of the show. Saturdays, nine till noon. WPG Talk Radio ninety five point five. We have Chris. And then we have Eric, and maybe we'll have you at 609-407-1450. I'm John DeMassey. More Talk With a Purpose in just a moment. But first, you know what we talk about. And, and now with, uh, you know, I, I said the Eagles are in the Super Bowl. And I'm not supposed to say Eagles, and I'm not supposed to say Super Bowl. Think I'll get in trouble, Chris? Is the NFL listening? Yeah. <laughs> They're everywhere. <Yeah. laughs> Well, you know, and I've been hearing people saying, yeah, "I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a party," and okay, and I'm going to go to BF Mazio. Well, of course. I mean, if, if you're thinking about a party for the big game, you know, you're going to want salads and sides, and you're going to want all kinds of cheeses and spreads. They have it all. BF Mazio, six hundred one New Road in Northfield. I want you to do this, and if you're not intending to have a party, just go to the back of the store, and you will see all kinds of cheeses, spreads, you name it. I mean, there's spreads that I didn't even know about, but but they're there, and they're all delicious and homemade, and, and that's what the motto is at BF Mazio. Of course, the finest fresh fruit and produce you'll find anywhere, and of course, fruit baskets, gift baskets, you name it, they're there. And, of course, baked goods and, and prepared foods, it's all there, BF Mazio, 601 New Road in Northfield. But really, you know, you're planning a party, and there's a lot you have to do. So if BF Mazio can do that for you, take advantage of it. Just call them up or go online or even go in person and, and make your order. It's, it's simple. Really, it is simple. BF Mazio, 601 New Road in Northfield, online at bfmazio.com. That's bfmazio.com, your Super Bowl headquarters, <laughs> BF Mazio. We're coming back with more Talk With a Purpose in just a moment. The Bernie Friedenberg World War II Memorial will be unveiled in Atlantic City sometime in the near future. The memorial will be located in O'Donnell Park in Atlantic City, in close proximity to both the World War I Memorial and Stockton University. Bernie Friedenberg, a Silver Star recipient for his heroism on Omaha Beach on D-Day, will be honored with this memorial. In fact, the memorial will be unveiled on D-Day, June 6, 2023. Donations for this worthwhile cause are now being accepted. For more information or to donate, contact Bernie Friedenberg World War II Memorial, P.O. Box 652, Brigantine, New Jersey, 08203. Or you can donate online at Bernie Friedenberg World War II Memorial.com. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. Today, a mix of clouds and sunshine. Less windy but cold. The high today only 29. 
Clear to partly cloudy tonight, the low 22. Temperatures, though, rising into the low 30s. Considerably cloudy tomorrow afternoon, but much milder. The high tomorrow, 50. Staying mild on Monday with a high 54. I'm Aki Weathers' Rose Tamburino on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Back here on Talk With a Purpose. And if you miss any of our show today, and we hope you don't, but if you do and you want to catch it on Sunday, you can. Five until eight. It's the Talk With a Purpose replay every Sunday, 5 to 8, right here, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And it is Talk With a Purpose, of course, the live version every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Let's talk to Chris in Summers Point. Chris, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hi, good morning, John. Thanks for taking my call. Oh, thanks for calling. Um, so I wanted to comment about the uh, the air, the. Uh, Five billion from uh, China. Yes. Um, just three points I want to make about it, and I'm, you might agree, but uh, it's like what kills me about this whole thing is Biden had a, a small window of opportunity to show strength because uh, when China basically killed over a million people here with COVID, let's face it, and basically tried to destroy the world with their virus. So now they, they, they send these surveillance balloons over, I think over here in now South America, they're saying it's Biden, another one. But what kills me is, oh, well, we don't want to shoot it down over a populated area. Well, Montana, I mean, think about it. There's so much open acreage over there. You're not going to have very less chance of hitting somebody with that balloon once you shoot it down. But the thing is, you don't know if that balloon is carrying weapons, if it's carrying a bomb, yeah. if it's carrying more, more the virus. I mean, they could yeah. spread. How would it be to spread it in the soil or in our vegetation, our water, or like you said, they're trying to look at our air base with the nuclear-equipped uh, planes we have. So they figure, okay, now we know exactly where your where your air base is, where you're going to fire the nuclear weapons. They have long-range ballistic missiles. Once they attack Taiwan, now they know where our base is. Yeah. I mean, you got to get that thing out of the sky and not let it take any more pictures. That's my opinion. That's uh, oh, I, yeah, I, I agree. No, I agree. See, this goes back to Biden. That That's really what it goes back to. Because if Trump was in there, it probably, probably would not have happened. But, you know, Biden is seen as weak, and he is weak. And they're not afraid of Biden. They, 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 they could, you know, they could care less. They, they, they can do whatever they want, essentially. And, and so, you right. know, if, if Trump was there, you think they would have done that? Not a chance. No. Not a chance. No, that is. Not a chance. Not a chance in hell because right. he was taking care of it. He wouldn't have been like, oh, well, we're going to talk to the Pentagon. We're going to think about it. Yeah. What's there to think about? Yeah. So they violated yeah. airspace, and that's all you know. They violated airspace. It shouldn't be there. Right. End of that's story. right. There's that's right. That, 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 that's it. You know, and <laughs> it, 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 it always comes down to that. Biden is seen as weak, and he is weak. I mean, there's no question about that. And, you know, if Trump or <laughs> – could you see? Could you see Ronald Reagan? Would have never happened. You know, any strong president, it would not have happened. And and that's the fault. The only other point I want. Go ahead. Right, I agree. And the other point I want to make uh, real quick is, uh, like, I don't know if you saw that whole thing that that uh, I call a theater show with Talib and Omar. When I really like Kevin McCarthy, the way he said, "Well, you can't be not that you can't be on other committees. You're just not going to be on the Foreign Affairs Committee." And they're throwing tantrums, and they're making these grandiose speeches. And it's it's just so comical if you listen to them, John. Yeah, you know what? I loved, I loved that they kicked her out of that committee. 
because yeah. that's I, I, I mean, I was cheering that on because she hates America. And I don't even right. know what she's doing in Congress. I imagine in her district that there's a lot of Somalians in, in it. And I think there is. And that's how she got elected. But I mean, she right. So there is no there is no way she should be in Congress. And there's no way. By the way, uh, she gave her husband an eighty thousand dollar consulting job. So you that's know, right. yeah, yeah. I, do remember <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. So they threw her out. I hope they throw her out of Congress too. You know, and and I commend. Oh, you know, yeah. And and that's that's like Kevin McCarthy. He's not like. Making like a big drama thing. He's just saying, "Look, you can be on our committees, just not this committee." Yeah, and I like the way hey, he does it. You that's know? right. I, I I love it. Thanks for the call, Chris. We appreciate it. Eric is in uh, Absecon. Eric, good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. Good morning. Good morning, John. Good morning, John. Uh, this situation with this Chinese balloon is one of the biggest rouges that's come down the pike in a long time. Chinese don't need a balloon to observe our military installations in this country. They know exactly where it is. It's not a weather balloon because they have weather satellites that's going to be this. The Chinese are just blatantly using this as a ruse, and they are accomplishing exactly what they want. And they are using that balloon. It's a huge balloon. It has... Uh, uh, equipment on it that's, uh, they, they have sun powered dials on it that are also being used as a navigation system on this balloon. And if anybody's following the exact path of this balloon, and the Chinese just accomplished what they wanted with it, the last position of this balloon, it was maneuvered in the position to the exact spot over the United States at the exact altitude that would be needed to set off an EMP that would put our country back to the 17th century in a second. And they've accomplished it. Why the Biden administration hasn't done something about this is beyond beyond even reason. Do the Chinese have their hooks into Biden so much that he is actually allowing this without giving an order to bring that down? That that's and what I would think. It's yeah, not a weather balloon. Yeah. They are setting us up for an EMP, and they were even watching the Iranians years ago and ships off the east coast to where Iran had uh, medium range missiles that could hit the exact spot. And over Kansas, it it went exactly over the center of the United States. If they accomplished their mission, and everybody thinks it's weather or, or surveillance, no, it's not. China has pulled off one of the biggest rouges on this country that's ever come down the pike. Yes, they have. Yes, they have. And thanks for the call, Eric. Well, it, it just it, it points out once again how many times do we have to say it. Biden is weak, and they know he's not going. First of all. <laughs> Does he know what day it is? 
I mean, it's the same thing over and over again. And he was in Philadelphia yesterday. And believe me, uh, I didn't go anywhere near it. But, uh, you know, we're doing this. We're doing that. Please. He is just weak. And they will walk all over him. You know, Trump wouldn't have allowed this. And especially Ronald Reagan, any of the strong presidents, which Biden is not. But yet, I, I've, I've got a survey here, and it, it, it's it's a survey that says, eh, "Yeah, we'll 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 probably we'll, we'll probably accept Biden again." Bob is in Cape May. Bob, good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. Hey, John. Uh, hey, how you doing? Look. I'm doing okay. Feeling, feeling a little better finally. Yeah. Hey, so, uh, you know, the the uh, Biden is so totally compromised. I mean, it is so obvious. The the Chinese own him completely. Yeah. And they, yeah. they can bury him if they reveal the information as to the bribes that he's taken, that his son has taken. So, of course, they've got carte blanche. They can do whatever they want to do right now. So yeah. this country's in a, in a really bad, bad situation. Uh, the uh, situation with Tyree Nichols, uh, many, many sources apparently within the Memphis Police Department are telling journalists that, that apparently Tyree Nichols was targeted because he he was he was in a relationship with one of the five officers oh. ex girlfriends or oh. girlfriend that apparently is is what there a lot of people are hearing right now now oh. is it proven is it absolutely true no but apparently that's the case i mean look this guy Tyree Nichols was 63 and i think he weighed 145 pounds jeez <laughs> all right those Every one of those guys were were oh they were two hundred pounds yeah. they were they were bodybuilders yeah, yeah they they were they were they were for each one of them and you know that it, it just mind boggling that that they could not restrain this guy okay this just it, it makes no sense it does say what we've known all along that these affirmative action quota type hirings brings incompetent people that's right in job situations right. you, know, you, you look at you look at the press secretary of the united states now <laughs> you know uh, her her nickname jesse waters calls her the binder because she cannot answer a question right. on her own that's right, right? she needs to look at, at her prepared notes <laughs> let me look at the notes <laughs> and you know, she, and, and and she's the know, worst again yeah. and she 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 was hired because she's a lesbian and she's black. I That's mean, right. it, it's it's like the dream come true yeah. for for the Democrat whack jobs that run this country. Yeah. I mean, you know. It's it's really so, it's it's a shame. Anyway. But we're even talking about this. I mean, forget forget the fact that she's a lesbian and she's black. She's not competent. She is not qualified for the job. You know, no, she's not. What, what, she's not. What else do we have to say? I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's pain. Yeah, that's painfully evident. Yes, you know, it's it's it's. <laughs> you know, but you know that's what we get with Biden. You know, that's you know he he. 
it started with his vice president, right? I mean, yeah. a totally incompetent person is a vice president of the United States. I mean, you, you, know. you know, they showed a shot of her. Biden was speaking yesterday and she was there. And what do you think they showed a shot of her? She was laughing. Okay, you know what? We all love to laugh, but but she doesn't do it when it's appropriate, right? I mean, that's the problem. That's it. I mean, yeah. laughing's a great thing. Yeah. Anyway, let's let's hope our Eagles can yes, do it next week. Yes, that's right. There. That's um, right. I'm, I'm a little I'm a little wor- worried about Jalen Hurts. I mean, I, I I mean, what a great young man he is, but I worry about that shoulder. Yeah, he's, he's, he just he's still hurt. He, he, yeah, he hasn't hurt. looked good. Yeah, he didn't look good in that four no. 49ers game. I no. mean, it gives us a, a sense of like, hey, we blew him out. But hell, we we were. They didn't have a quarterback. No, that's true. Most of the yeah, game. That's true. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, he's still I mean, hurting. Bob, as always, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Talk with the purposes of the show, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We will talk to Greg after the break, and maybe we'll talk to you at 609-407-1450, 609-407-1450. More talk with a purpose and uh, kind of wrapping up our number one already. After these words, if you're interested in driving one of the finest automobiles on the market today, then you'll want to check out all of the fabulous new and pre-owned Lexus at Lexus of Atlantic City. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Driving a Lexus is like no other vehicle on the market. Test drive one for yourself at Lexus of Atlantic City. Whether it's new or pre-owned, you'll be more than satisfied. In fact, Lexus is consistently number one when it comes to customer satisfaction. Visit Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Or you can check out their outstanding selection of new, pre-owned, and L-certified pre-owned vehicles on their website, LexusofAtlanticCity.com. That's LexusofAtlanticCity.com. Or, if you want more information, call 609-641-0008. Lexus of Atlantic City, now celebrating their 26th year in the area. A dealership that you'll enjoy. No pressure, no gimmicks, no hassle, no hype. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. And remember, always online at LexusofAtlanticCity.com. Back here on Talk With a Purpose, 609-407-1450 is the number here in the studio, 609 609- 407-1450. Let's talk to Greg in Absecon. Greg, good morning. Welcome to Talk of the Purpose. Mr. Massey, good morning. Good morning, sir. A few things very quickly. The cities. Maybe it's time for the cities in the United States to start putting out disclaimers. They're no longer responsible for what's taking place by policemen. Yeah, yeah that's... Because all yeah. we're doing is creating millionaires. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody else does. Every business in this country does it. Yeah. Disclaimer to protect themselves. Yeah. They're not protecting the citizens of these cities, for sure. Yeah. And, and you know, I figure... I mean, people in charge. Yeah. Yeah. I figure that they're going to get probably 10 to $20 million in a lawsuit. I, I'll bet that. I'll, I'll bet that... That's a, that's a given, sure. Yep. Yep. So the family's going to be wealthy, and uh, and it doesn't make up for losing a child. But you know, it, it, it's right. It's the playbook. You sue the city, and look, right. it, it happened here in Atlantic City. A, a young man sued, and and got two million dollars. So you know, it 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 happens all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's that's the way to uh, riches. 
What else is on your mind? Unfortunately, it's the truth. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, the Chinese, the Chinese balloon. Yes. They couldn't spell dirigible <laughs> in Mandarin. Yeah. So it's a balloon. <laughs> it has it has motor. It can be motorized around, but it's a balloon. That's right. <laughs> Give us a break, please. <laughs> and don't shoot it down. Try to get it down to find out what's in it and what they've collected. <clears throat> yeah. And for God's sakes, keep your mouth shut. Yeah. And, and that's what they're doing, and they should. Every time they open their mouth, they're giving them more information. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So whether we like it or not, nothing should be said. That's right. I, I agree. Silence is golden. Yes. Yeah. Well, the Biden administration okay. should learn that. One other thing. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I have another thorn. The people that are losing their retirement savings. Yes. Between 20 to 30 to 40 percent of its value. Yes. The same companies that relinquished these funds because of how they've invested money that people didn't even know they had it invested. Yeah. Many times. Yes, it's true. These people walk away with bonuses every year. <clears throat> the higher-ups walk away with millions yeah. as part of the packages. And the people that have money that they don't even know were they didn't know it was invested yeah. in these losses. They come up on the short end. That's right. That's, that's, boy, you hit the nail and this right on the head. Is told, this story is told every time we have a weak economy. Yes. It's not the rich people losing money. It's the guy on the street. Yep. Their funds are disappearing. Yep. The company's protected. They continue. They collect their bonuses. They continue to give them out. That's the, the thorn. Yeah, they should be frozen. They they should be. They they really should be. And, and and it happens all the time, and it will continue to happen until there's some kind of a law against that. And and that's the truth. And and because I, we let it happen. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Well, you see, the, the people in Congress that are making the laws – uh, they're as much to blame uh, as the companies themselves, because hey, right. how how many politicians go in and uh, and and our president is a prime example. Uh, he's a, an average guy. He makes uh, whatever he makes as as a Senate salary, and then uh, all of a sudden, twenty years later, he's a multimillionaire. <laughs> so where did that come from? <laughs> you know, and if they don't do that. They retire and go to work for the companies they were trying. That's they right. Were supposed to be regulated. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Making a oh, lot of money. It's a great. Oh. It's a great career. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I, I'm coming back in my next life as a politician. <laughs> believe me when I tell you, Greg. Thanks for the call. <laughs> oh, you gotta love it, don't you? Talk with the purpose is the show every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We are scheduled to have Vince Palestina coming in at 10 o'clock. And um, in and around that, I, I wanted to ask this question. And it's a result of this survey, which doesn't really tell you anything, but more U.S. adults disapprove 
than approve of the way President Biden has handled the discovery of classified documents at his home and his former office. This is according to a new poll from the Associated Press NORC Center for Public Affairs. It says 41 percent of Americans say they approve of how Biden is handling his job, but that's down from 43 percent in December. So big deal, 2 percent. 77 percent of Democrats approve of Biden as handling his job, while 91 percent of Republicans disapprove. Gee, (laughs) that's hard to believe. Uh, Both about the same as last year. So it doesn't mean anything. But what it does mean, at least as I see it, that unless the Republicans come up with a really strong, strong candidate, I'm afraid, and I've said this before, I'm afraid we're going to have four more years of Democrats, maybe even Biden. Who I hope not. So uh, when we uh, get around to it in the next hour or the following hour, we're, we're going to take a survey. Who do you think should be the Republican nominee for president? That's the question. And uh, some say Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, who knows. But we'll, we'll see. We'll take an unofficial Talk With a Purpose survey. And that is Talk With a Purpose, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hour number one in the books, and it flew by. Hour number two, Vince Palestina on the way. Don't go away. FM and 1450 AM WPTG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. The following program is paid for and presented by John DeMassey. The opinions expressed are not those of Town Square Media or station advertisers. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now, the host of Talk with a Purpose, John DeMassey. Our number two, Talk with a Purpose, every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. Good to have you with us. We welcome in State Senator Vince Palestina. Of course, he is our senator representing Atlantic County, and he is on the line, and we welcome him in. Senator Palestina, good morning. Welcome to the show. Morning, John. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, my pleasure. Uh, you know, I hope you can help us out here. You know, we've been talking about this for weeks, these whales that are washing up on shore, and I think we had one last week in New York. Um, which now my count is eight. Uh, This is unusual. We were told that a whale got hit by a boat and it was not due to offshore drilling. It was not due to any of that. So again, my, my first question is, how could they make that determination? Didn't you think that was kind of odd that you can say right off the bat without investigating that that's it, it was caused by this and not by that. Yeah, certainly, John. I mean, but what, when you when you listen to what they say, you know, they will say that there was no direct impact, as if you know you're going to drill through a whale and kill the whale with the drill, <laughs> yeah. uh, and then they couch it. 
Yeah, indirect. Um, but what we're worried about, obviously, is not direct impacts. We know that the you know the drill itself, you know, the ships doing the drilling or the ships doing the sonar out there, aren't hitting the whales directly. What we're concerned about and remain concerned about is all of that activity offshore. And there's multiple leases and multiple companies out there doing work. It involves the sonar, you know, where you're checking uh, the depth of the water to see how long these poles have to be, and mapping the ocean floor with sonar technology. And then they're also doing drilling into the ocean floor to see how far in the to the ocean floor the poles have to go. With all of that activity going on out there, we are concerned that the, there is an indirect impact. And the federal regulators acknowledge that there could be an independent or an indirect impact where the bait fish are either, you know, moving away from that activity closer to the shore and then the whales are following them and then creating collisions with ships or simply that the whales are concerned about the activity and they're moving in closer to the shore and creating additional conflicts. You know, I think that some of the necropsies that have been done, you know, they are collisions with ships, but, you know, the point that, we, that we're making is we have never seen this in history. You know, you just mentioned that it's four, you know, in a 10-mile stretch of coast right here in New Jersey, the one in Brigantine, yes. a couple in Atlantic City, one in Strathmere. You know, four more in the general, you know, area here between New York and New Jersey for a total of eight right here. And then if you look in like Assateague Beach and Virginia, you know, it's a little further north. There's additional ones. This has never happened in history. And so we we know that the only thing different out there is this activity for the offshore wind companies. And, you know, I still say we should take a pause. We should get the full necropsies. We should figure out what was being done, where it was being done, when it was being done, so we can try to figure out if there is any correlation. Because if there is, we got a big problem. we got to try to do something different. You called for a moratorium now uh, on, on offshore drilling. Is that going to happen? Is, has that happened, or what's the status of that? Has not happened. Um, now, I communicated directly with the governor's office. Again, I, you know, I called for a 30-day moratorium because that's how long it takes to get the necropsies back. And, you know, with 30 days, we can get the data on where the work was going on and what was being done. And we can see, you know, based on where the whales were washing up and uh, is there, you know, some type of indirect connection to where the work was going on. And so I think in that 30-day period, you would have a lot more information that you have right now. Um, but they're still pushing forward. There has been no suspension, no stop. They're still out there doing the work uh, that they have been doing. Unfortunate because, I, I, you know, we need to try to get to the bottom of this and we need to try to figure it out. But as of now, they are still moving forward, even though that other one, there was a 35-foot whale that washed up uh, this past week in New York. Yeah, I saw uh, that. Huge yeah. humpback whale, yeah. majestic creature. And, yeah, so, but no, they're still they're still going. Um, not No stop yet. Uh, speaking of offshore drilling, uh, I understand there's a meeting in Brigantine and it's scheduled for February 11th and you're going to be speaking. Uh, what's the goal of that meeting and what do you think is going to be accomplished there? So that'll be uh, Congressman Van Drew, myself, uh, Mayor Sarah will also be speaking along with others. I think, you know, Congressman Van Drew, you know, first, if you, I mean, I know you follow it, hopefully your listeners follow it, but Congressman Van Drew, you know, since this, uh, since Congress is reorganized in Washington, D.C., he has been named to some really powerful committees, the yes, Judiciary, he, yes, obviously. Has, yeah. The one that, yeah, the one that really is going to benefit, you know, I think us in this in this standpoint is the he's vice chairman of the transportation and infrastructure committee you know and that 
when you, you we see these things, and when you get like a chairmanship of a subcommittee, that's a big deal. Congressman Van Drew is now the vice chair of the entire committee, second in command on that committee. And so what we're going to try to do, you know, is call for hearings and call for, the, again, a stoppage and call for an investigation into what is going on. And he's going to be in a position, hopefully, to be able to help do that because, you know, we need to try to figure this out, figure out what's going on. And so I think that the point of that is to try to get some clarity and some transparency on all of these things that are going off on offshore. And I think you're going to have a, a lot of unified voices there uh, speaking to that. We, Atlantic Shores and some of these offshore wind companies, you know, have been invited. You know, maybe we don't know whether there is a correlation. They don't know that there's not a correlation. So we are saying let's do this together and let's just bring transparency to people, to anyone who is concerned about this topic. Let's give them transparency. Let's give them clarity. Let's put the information out there and let people make their own decisions. And so I hope that they, that Atlantic Shores and Orsted and whoever participate, you know, we're not trying to do this without them. We want to do this with them and with the federal regulators, but we need to try to figure it out. You know, there's a lot of money at stake for companies like Orsted and Atlantic Shores. That's probably what's driving all this, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, it's a whole new industry. You know, a lot of jobs will be created, obviously, with offshore wind. And, you know, we all support renewable energy. You know, the concept is great. You know, solar, wind, you know, we've been looking at some wave technology. Obviously, anything you can do to create some renewable energy is wonderful. You know, we remain concerned, obviously, about these environmental impacts. And we really remain concerned about the cost because no one has really told us what the ultimate cost to the consumer is going to be. And that is a huge component of this. But, oh, yeah, there's a lot of money behind this. There's, you know, unfortunately, it's uh, international companies. When you're talking about Orsted, it's a Danish company. Um, yeah. But hopefully they're going to create American jobs, you know, and American manufacturing if this thing goes. But there is a ton of money behind everything that you see going on related to offshore wind. Do you uh, or have you seen any surveys or anything that tells you that this offshore wind and all this this stuff that they're projecting, what it's going to generate as far as electricity is concerned? I'm told that the first um, farm, windmill farm that is built will uh, generate enough power to power half a million, half a million homes. So 500,000 homes is what they're telling us. Um, but, you know, it's a huge capital cost up front. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that there were some estimates done this week from some independent authorities. And, look, everybody, you know, you got to get educated on everything out there, obviously, because, you know, the pro-wind farm groups will put out studies. The anti-wind farm groups will put out studies. But I saw something on the governor's energy master plan come out this week that he, they're talking about $1.4 trillion for some of this stuff. So, yeah, you're going to generate power for about a half a million homes, but at what cost? And yeah. uh, is that yeah. really the best thing, you know, for for what we need to do with our <laughs> yeah. energy future? Yeah. This, yeah. this, yeah, the Electrify America, you know, push. I, you know, we were growing up; it was all about going to natural gas and getting away from electric because we always had the outages and the power. You know, problems with the grid. Now everybody wants to electrify America yeah. until, you know, there's one situation on 95 and everybody gets stuck in one of those snowstorms, one of those accidents, and you got no power in all your vehicles and you got no ability to power them back up. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, we'll see. It's uh, still, I think, <laughs> yeah. a lot to be told with yeah. this whole thing. I, I do too. Talk for the purpose of the show, Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. 
State Senator Vince Palestina is our guest. He represents Atlantic County, and he is here, and we're talking to him about a variety of things. If you have a question for the senator, you want to jump in here, 609-407-1450, 609-407-1450. I was looking at some of your proposed bills. Uh, You want to give us an update on S-1110. That is the proposed transportation uh, via the CRDA between Atlantic City Airport and the Atlantic City Tourism District. Uh, how far is that along? So it got through the Senate committee, uh, I think approved by the Senate. We still need it approved by the Assembly. Uh, but it would allow, you know, you go back uh, to 2011 when the Tourism District was started. That really brought the redirection of CRDA funding back to Atlantic City. Because recall, you know, for many years, the CRDA money was spent all over the state for various purposes. 2011, we made the decision that all that CRDA money had to stay in Atlantic City. Unfortunately, with the 2016 takeover, they took the CRDA money, they gave it to the city of Atlantic City. So the CRDA hasn't had much money over the last you know, six or seven years. But that piece of legislation would allow for collaboration between the CRDA, SJTA, DOT, anybody having a role in the airport to look at transportation between the airport and Atlantic City. Really trying to look into the future, John, it it really is related to the, you know, the autonomous vehicle uh, technology that, you know, at some point is going to be coming out. We saw a federal grant uh, that Senator Menendez uh, came down and did a press conference and told us about this week that you know, the Aviation Research Park is getting to study some of this autonomous vehicle technology. And it's not that far off where you could have a, a vehicle that leaves the Atlantic City Airport, goes over to Atlantic City, and one of these, uh, you know, almost like a drone, but obviously a lot bigger, that could hold like eight passengers, takes off like a helicopter, could fly right over to Atlantic City. And so that bill was trying to start the that framework so that the crda obviously you know having a role in atlantic city can collaborate and we can work together as these new technologies emerge to be able to uh, figure out a way where you know you can make this whole experience we've been talking a lot about how important the airport is you know and the need to bring more visitors in through the airport and we have to create a situation where Kind of like Vegas, where you go to the airport, you know, they got the slots in the airport. It's just a fun time as soon as you get there. And that's what we need to create here in Atlantic City. Just a lot of fun, enjoyable, try to get visitors here right from when you get to the airport. Hopefully have some transportation for you right from the airport over to Atlantic City and just really fundamentally change the experience you have. Because right now, they just, they're, they're too independent of one another. And that just really can't be as we move forward. They got, we got to be collaborating between the Atlantic City International Airport and the city of Atlantic City. Do you think, I mean, how far in the future do you think that is? Is it uh, two years, three years, five years? What do you think? I'm told five to 10. You know, the, we're going to do some of the, work here now to do some of the study, but I'm told five to 10, you know, they've already, uh, we've already seen some of the demonstrations on it, um, out at the aviation research park. So that's what I'm told five to 10 years, you could see it in place and ready to go. Well, I hope I'm alive to see that because <laughs> it sounds, it sounds, <laughs> Hang in there, John. You'll sounds, make it. sounds fascinating. Um, I wanted to get your, uh, update on another bill. This is S three Oh three seven permits selection of class three officers by county sheriffs Uh, explain first of all what are class three officers and and what would they do 
So class three officers are retired uh, law enforcement officers. So this is someone who has had done their law enforcement career. You know, they have to uh, work longer now. But in past days, they could retire, you know, in many cases, like 50 or 55, still very young and still able to go out there and work. And so these are retired officers. You see them, you know, generally as like school resource officers, you know, protecting schools and that kind of thing. Um, and local police departments are able to hire class three officers. So for Limwood, for example, you know, I think the school board and the city share um, the cost of a class three officer that is in mainland high school, you know, there to protect the kids and protect the school. Uh, and so local police departments are already permitted to do that. This piece of legislation uh, allows for the county sheriff's office to do it, because as we know, in some of our rural areas in Atlantic County, you know, when you're talking about Folsom and Buna and Buena Vista and some of these more rural areas of the county, they don't have local police departments. They rely on state police. But the need to really provide protection for their schools isn't really changed, uh, and they don't have the ability to hire a class three officers. So what that bill would do is allow for the county sheriff's office to hire a class three officer. You know, it is the Atlanta County Sheriff's Office required, uh, charged with protecting all of Atlanta County. They could hire the retired officer and then, you know, Buena High School or whatever, Buena Vista could have a school resource officer in place through the sheriff's office, same way that a local police department can do. And so, you know, we've talked to the PBA, we've talked to some other ones about that. We just think, you know, as you see some of the things going on nationwide, knock on wood, fortunately, we haven't had any issues, you know, in this area, but you see some of these issues at schools nationwide, and you just want to make sure we're doing everything we possibly can to provide an appropriate level of safety, security um, for kids who want to go and get educated every day. And so that's what that bill is all about for some of our rural areas. I'm all for that. Believe me. <laughs> More police. Uh, I'm, uh, hey, I, I never was for that defund the police business. More police. That's what we need. Uh, you want to take a well, call, Senator? That, that, you know, just, yeah, I just be real quick. I mean, our society goes nowhere unless we change this narrative on supporting police. Uh, you know, there yeah. are bad yeah. actors in every profession, That's John. Right. You're never going to yeah. avoid that. That's right. But we That's right. This society has got to support law enforcement, and everybody puts on a uniform to protect us. That's right. Uh, you want to take a call, okay, Senator? Sure. Okay. Yep. Uh, Bob Go and ahead. Kate May. Bob and Kate May, you're on with Senator Palestina. Good morning. Hey. Good morning, John. Good morning, Senator. Hey, look, uh, hey, Bob. the point I want to make here, the point I want to make here is the absolute disaster that this myth of green energy is creating for <clears throat> primarily for the working people of New Jersey. And the, the example I'm giving you here is, is the Beasley's Point power uh, plant that was recently demolished. Now, that plant was supposed to be converted to clean-burning <clears throat> natural gas. It was supposed to provide affordable energy for the people of Cape May and Atlantic County. And the, the environmentalist wackos, and they are wackos, killed that. Now, and I was at a meeting in Cape May with Senator, uh, at the time, Senator Van Drew. He was all for this new pipeline, gas pipeline, going into Cape May County to power that power plant. He made absolute sense. And 95% of the people at the Chamber of Commerce meeting in Cape May were for this because we wanted affordable energy. Now... Senator, I know you're in the minority party in New Jersey, 
be something that, that we really need to fight for and really need to explain to people of New Jersey that energy costs are going to be skyrocketing, totally skyrocketing, because of all, I mean, you mentioned the cost, the, the infrastructure cost of these windmills that don't always work. When the wind doesn't, doesn't, isn't blowing, we still need to have a backup uh, power source. So, you know, this, you know, this, you mentioned earlier the concept of the green energy is wonderful. Well, it might be wonderful as an idealistic concept, but right now it is inefficient and it is killing the middle class. So I would like you, Senator, to just, you know, think about this before you make statements like that. Green energy right now is a war on the, on the middle class. There is no market for green electric vehicles. The only reason they exist is because of the massive government subsidies. As a nation, we're prepared to build all these electric charging stations for green vehicles, for electric vehicles that we don't want. And the cost is going to be staggering. So, again, you know, it. Maybe in, in, in 20, 30, 40 years, yeah, when the technology is more efficient, sure, maybe then. And again, one final point, we have a clean CO2 neutral source of electrical generation that, again, the environmentalists and the Democrats have destroyed, and that's nuclear. We're closing down nuclear plants when they are providing affordable, safe and energy that is totally, you know, fine for the environment. All right, Bob, thanks for the call. Anyway, uh, I hate, yeah. hate the filibuster, but uh, thank That's you. all right. Thank you. Thanks for the call. Let uh, Senator, <laughs> Senator uh, comment on that. Yeah, thanks, Bob, and thanks for the call. I think uh, I think generally we, we're saying the same thing. I mean, that's kind of what I said. I, You know, the concept of renewable energy is something I think everyone supports. You know, people putting solar on their house if it is cost efficient. You know, some of the uh, some of the things you see with you know other renewable technologies are good if the cost is the you know comparable to to our other you know conventional technologies. Or Bob mentioned nuclear. Certainly, you know, we need a balance with this, and we need to make sure that we're doing the things necessary to provide energy for people at a responsible, reasonable cost. And I think that's the balance that we are looking for. I, I, I just think generally, to the extent that renewables can be part of the conversation, I think they should be. In terms of the pipeline, you know, John, because I'm an engineer by background, and, yes, and a lot of the technologies, even with that even with that pipeline, you know, that pipeline is going to go in the shoulder of Route 50 with the new technologies, with some of the directional drilling that you do now. As we sat here today, if that pipeline were approved, you wouldn't even know it went in. You would have no idea that that thing was even there. There would have been nose disruption to the shoulder. It would have been restored. And, you know, the fact that the environmentalists in these Pinelands, you know, the Pinelands Commission, shut that down was just so horrible for our South Jersey economy. Yeah. There was no reason yeah. for it. It was not going to have an impact. And so, you know, those types of things, I think when you have the environmental groups coming out and opposing things like that, that are absolutely not going to have making any type of issue on the environment, it is a sad day for New Jersey. All right. Uh, we have another call, Senator. Uh, Al is in Corbin City. Al, you're on with Senator Palestina. Mr. Palestina, how are you doing today? 
I'm doing well, thanks. How are you doing? Good. Um, I, 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 I've been looking at this. Do we have any information from the windmills in Atlantic City how much they produce? I mean, I have friends in Europe. They're taking the windmills down because they don't work. Why? You know, I mean, we have a great program in Jersey for uh, with the solar. I mean, it's something everybody has got. I don't know why anybody wouldn't do it. You can get it for nothing down, or you can buy it, and, and it will make its return. I mean, that's a great renewable energy. That's do have the technology for it. I don't think there's anybody on either side of the aisle that doesn't believe in whatever's best for the environment is good for us. But when it makes sense, I mean, you know, it's like throw the baby out with the bathwater, you know? I mean, gasoline, I, I mean, I, I, I've been, I'm almost 70 years old, and I, I don't see any great uh, difference in the uh, uh, climate in the last 70 years. I mean, and there's not any, I mean, there, and the, the projections that they have um, are all models from computers, and they've, and they've been wrong so many times. Remember, before it was supposed to be nuclear winter, or we're going to have, a, a, you know, this huge bad winters, and then it was uh, 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 heating up, you know, it's like, uh, and so when it couldn't get the one or the other, then they said, oh, it's just climate change. I mean, which is such a general general uh, concept. I mean, and, and I don't see the evidence, you know, of this destruction of, of the planet with uh, fossil fuels with India, China, uh, most of the other places in the world, third world countries, they use coal, they use they use uh, wood, all these things to burn. And I, I, as I say, where where is it? Where is this huge reason that we should say uh, in ten years we're going to, the world? What was it, ten years? We said the world's going to be, come to an end if we don't do something about the environment. That's nonsense. And why aren't we using nuclear? France runs its whole country electrically with nuclear. And, we, and from, what, from Three Mile Island to now, the technology that we have now is so far advanced that there's no reason that we shouldn't be able to run this whole country on nuclear. Okay, Al. Um, hang up. Yeah, okay. Thanks for the call, Al. Uh, and let <laughs> Senator Palestina comment. Yeah, thanks, Al. I think uh, the balance you're talking about is exactly what I'm saying. I mean, you need to use uh, certainly emerging technologies, and they're doing some of the uh, small cell reactors now with some nuclear, and we're, we're talking to some people in New Jersey about that technology. Certainly should be part of the future, and it should be an all-of-the-above approach, I think, trying to bring energy to people in the most cost-effective manner. And so I think uh, you know, all the callers and I are saying the same thing. I did find it interesting, you know, Al, Al talked about some of the, you know, the doom and gloom, the sky is falling, John, and I just, yeah. <laughs> I laugh with people because, you know, I, I grew up in the 70s and I was, I was born in 71, so I grew up in the 70s and I can remember vividly when I was, you know, late 70s, I was, I guess I was seven, eight years old and I remember, you know, the ozone layer was being destroyed and we couldn't use aerosol cans because the ozone layer was going to be gone and the sun was going to burn up the earth and we weren't, oh, you know, yeah. we weren't going to be here anymore. Then yeah. 
then the 80s, you know, then you go into the 80s, and then you have acid rain, and acid rain's going to destroy the planet, and then Y2K was going to destroy us. And it just it seems like it's one thing after the other yeah. when the sky is falling. And <laughs> and here we are, plugging yeah. away. So I, I don't know. Some of these things really uh, make you wonder. And Al Gore, you know, you know, starting this whole thing and then flying around on his private jets and making a fortune off of everything he's yep, doing really that's right. yeah, makes you wonder sometimes. Yep. Yeah, which makes me wonder also, and I alluded to this before, uh, Orsted and uh, Atlantic Shores, there is a lot, I mean a lot of money for them involved in this. And I'm wondering if they're pushing this agenda, and it, it just makes me question that. What, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, certainly there's a lot of money behind it, and you know, you have to you have to always follow the money in politics. You know, John. Yeah. I mean, anytime, anytime anything's going on, you know, that, that makes you wonder or gives you some pause, follow the money. And that, you know, back same thing with the Al Gore thing. You know, he's been out there. I saw him yelling. I think at Davos within the last <laughs> month, you know, like carrying on screaming and yelling, and yeah. always go back, follow the money, and yeah. look how he has benefited yes. from the way he has behaved. Yes, it's, uh, that's that's true. Uh, we got a couple of people who want to talk to you, but I, I wanted to ask you. I saw where the CRDA is about to put out uh, more bids for the supermarket in Atlantic City, and I'm wondering if the result is going to be the same as it was before. Uh, what do you think the CRDA has to do in order to make this a viable project in Atlantic City? We'll see when the bids come back. Uh, in my sense of it is now, talking to them and talking to uh, some of the people at Village Supermarkets, the the concept of that full-service shop rate that was kind of been discussed for the last year or 18 months, I don't think it can happen. It's just the costs were, you know, with Joe Biden's inflation now and everything that yeah. has happened, you know, the cost was somewhere in the neighborhood of $40 million. And certainly CRDA doesn't have that money. I don't see anybody else coming up with that kind of money to, you know, fund a full-service shop rate like that. But we'll see. Uh, you know, there, there's some talk about maybe expanding some of the other opportunities in Atlantic City. I think that we need to try to bring them some healthy, fresh, nutritious food. They should have that opportunity. You know, it is a community of 38,000, 37,000 people. And so I think that we have an obligation to try to figure it out. But I just think the costs uh, associated with that full shop rate, uh, I think, are going to be very difficult at this point. To say nothing of security costs. That, that's got to be a security big thing. and, you know, losses and that, you know, you they won't admit it. But yeah, the, the, <laughs> they I, never get anybody to admit it on, you know, point blank. But the issue was that ShopRite was looking for a guarantee and hopefully it didn't happen. But they were looking for a guarantee of a half a million dollars a year yeah. uh, to protect against losses. Yeah, I, I heard that. So. And I, I said it's never going to happen. I said that from the from the jump. So. Okay, let's yep. uh, let's uh, talk to Bill in Ocean City. Bill, you're on with State Senator Palestina. Good morning, gentlemen. Um, one quick morning, recommendation Bill. and a question. Hi. Um, I recommend everybody read a book by Alex Epstein called The Moral Case for Fossil Fuel. He spells out pretty clearly why fossil fuel is our best option and all this green energy just does not work. Um, and my question is, I'm getting letters from the electric company that they want to put smart thermostats on the house to allow them, they say, to read our electricity use remotely. 
But Ward has it also that it allows them to regulate and limit electricity use. Is there any coincidence this is happening at the same time they're preparing for the windmills? And is it true they can limit your electricity with these smart thermostats? So I don't think there is any correlation. Yeah, I don't think there's any correlation to the windmills or to the offshore uh, wind technology. Uh, this is something they've been pushing for a while, and you know it goes back to the conversation you know that we were having earlier. Back when I when we were growing up, you know, we were getting away from electric because of the impact on the grid and there just wasn't enough energy, and so you know we were moving to natural gas and, and more clean, you know, liquefied natural gas and everything, and because the there just isn't enough electric for everyone at this point in time. You need to generate additional electricity. And so those smart meters do allow them to read remotely, but they also do allow them, you know, if there are issues, you know, where everybody's got their air conditioners on in the summer when we get one of those 90-degree heat waves, it does give them the ability remotely to uh, to change the temperature setting in people's homes. So that is very frightening when you have, you know, potentially – someone coming in and saying because of the strain on the electric system we're going to go and change your thermostat because you see what ha- has happened in california is they you know they go into electric and now they have all these issues where they don't have enough electric and they got you know brownouts and issues out there and so that's where unfortunately right now where new jersey is headed again back to the need to create some of these small nuclear reactors and some of these other you know potential new technologies to create energy we need to continue those efforts because that's what is going on with those smart meters okay bill well that's scary that's scary because when the windmills stop turning and generating they're going to you know want to limit us for that reason also it's very scary. Yeah. That, and certainly, that, I, you know, yeah. I don't, nobody, certainly no Republican is going to want uh, the ability for an electric company to come in and start adjusting people's thermostats. It's just, uh, you know, you live your life the way you want to live your life and uh, run your home the way you want to live, run your home and keep government out of it. Bill, thanks a lot for the call. Uh, Andy and Brigantine. Andy, you're on with Senator Palestina. Good morning, gentlemen. Um, I do have a lot to unpack here, and I'll I'll dovetail off of Bill's call. I've been hearing the commercials about these smart meters that Atlantic City Electric is is installing. And in in the one commercial I've heard repeatedly, the woman says, well, I didn't order this. And the uh, the installer, the rep, is saying, "Well, we're we're putting them in." And he talks about these these benefits to having these smart meters, but the benefits all go to the electric company now, and the people who control the electricity. So here's the problem: we don't if we don't have a lo- if we don't have enough electricity right now, and we have brownouts and blackouts like we see in California then why are they trying to put electric stoves and electric cars? Do you know when they, when they run, when, when the power is not meeting, when there's not enough electricity, not enough power to meet the need, what they do is they reduce the power. And when your air conditioner, your refrigerator, things like that, when they are not getting enough power coming through the line, it ruins the refrigerator. It ruins the air conditioner. It's like if you see your light bulb going dim, dimmer because they're reducing the amount of power they're feeding to your home, a light bulb is, is fine. It'll just get dim. But it can ruin your refrigerator and your air conditioner. That's one, okay? We know in European countries uh, where 
they will cut off your electricity once you've used your allotment. So the benefit is for the government to be able to control how much electricity you use. There's no benefit to the homeowner with these smart meters. Now, we saw in California with the so-called electric cars, and I say so-called because you need to burn coal or diesel fuel or natural gas to generate the electricity that charges the car. So they're really coal cars or natural gas cars. And in, in California, you weren't allowed to charge your car between the hours of 4 p.m. and 9 p.m., which is when most people would charge their car so that it is available for them to use the next day for work. Okay, uh, the government will control how much power you use. I don't understand, well, I do, why they want to take away your gas stove, put you in uh, everything electric, which is a much more expensive power source. And I go back to what Barack Obama once said, quote, under my plan, electricity rates would necessarily skyrocket. It would seem that the government wants to push us into more expensive energy like electricity and get us off fossil fuels. Whatever fossil fuels we don't use will simply be used by China and India who do not care about the environment. Okay. Now, these electric cars have all sorts of uh, rare earth minerals in them, particularly the batteries, cobalt in the batteries. Where does cobalt? China sits on some of the world's largest stockpiles of cobalt that goes into electric car batteries. It is a fact that, that Hunter Biden negotiated a deal with a company in the United States who controlled the rights to one of the largest cobalt mines in the world, and he brokered the deal for that company to turn over their rights to that cobalt to China. China sits on the world's largest stockpile of lithium, which is in every battery in every device that you use. China sits on the world's largest stockpile of rare earth minerals that go into everything we use, and they make the solar panels. I see this push to get Americans onto more expensive electricity in order to free up more of the fossil fuels so that China has a cheaper fuel source, because China is listed as a developing nation. They don't even have to abide by any of these climate things because they're listed as a developing nation. All of these things lead back to China. Okay, all Andy. Back to benefit China. Okay, Andy. Let uh, let Senator Palestina a lot there. Let Senator Palestina comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot. Back and a lot, John. Andy, uh, Andy, very uh, very informative and educational. So, and I think uh, again, I think. A lot of what Andy was saying is uh, what we were saying. I mean, I, this, uh, you know, the, the thing with China, you know, I always try to get as educated as possible and certainly will follow up on that uh, because that is not something that I've been hearing a lot of people talk about. But clearly, you know, the situation with the balloons now from China that are flying over, you know, the domestic U.S. and everything going on with China is unbelievable. And, you know, if that is a, if that is a situation where they're sitting on all of the materials we need to build these batteries, we, then that is a, a huge concern because we can't be reliant on China for our domestic energy production. You know, and I just, it's interesting, you know, as we had these things going on and you have the Russia situation with Ukraine and had these international conflicts, they actually down there in, the, in D.C. this week, John, I don't know if you saw the clip, but 
they were arguing over whether we should stand and salute the flag and do the Pledge of Allegiance before yeah. the Judiciary Committee meetings. And yeah. Congressman Van Drew commented on that. I can't believe we're talking about this. And it just yeah. makes you wonder, like, yeah. what, what are Democrats thinking yeah. here? We've got all these issues, and they're worried about standing for the Pledge of Allegiance, oh, pushing back that they don't want to have to stand because they already did it yeah. earlier in the day. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah. Is there a quota on Pledge of Allegiance? I mean, I... <laughs> <laughs> That's what they were saying. Yeah. We, do, we do it earlier. Let's oh. not do it here. And, yeah. and, and, and the congressman actually said, I cannot believe we're having this debate, but apparently it went on for a half hour. Yeah. A uh, couple more calls and then we'll let you go, Senator. Can you do that? Yeah, sure. Sure. Uh, Ginny and Abseekin. Ginny, you're on with Senator Palestina. Hey, Vince, and hey, John. Um, hey, Ginny. Vince, you, you and your team are doing a fantastic job. You're addressing the issues of you know, typical working-class New Jerseyans, and I applaud you for that. I am just so disgusted with Murphy. I, I can't. I can't even barely spit his name out. This guy wants to completely decimate the fishing, boating, these industries that have been paramount in people's families for generations upon generations. It's horrible. It's sad. Um, it just it just makes me sick. And, you know, can you imagine if you have a sailboat and you're waiting for wind and you've got to dodge windmills now? This is awful. It first started out with 99 windmills, <coughs> excuse me, uh, you know, across from Ocean City. Now it's that in addition to 111. Is this ever going to end, do you think? Or is this just Murphy's legacy? And we'll see, Jenny. I, the first construction, I understand, isn't until 2025, 20, 2026 time frame. Um, so, you know, we'll see how our politics play out over the next few years here because you're not going to actually see anything get built. I had the meeting with the commercial fish, fishing industry, you know, some of our clamming industry, of course, here that is so important to our South Jersey economy and is going to be impacted by this. So I'm going to continue those conversations and discussions because there is going to be an absolutely tremendous, huge impact on some of those industries that, you know, have been part of New Jersey for generations. And so we have to continue to try to figure out how we can support these industries that have created all these jobs for people you know, over these years. And we're going to continue to do that. And I just, you know, the hypocrisy, John, when Jenny, when you, when you look at Governor Murphy, you know, you would think with this push to electrify America and offshore wind and everything, if they were buying new vehicles for the governor's security detail, they would go get electric vehicles, but no, they went and they spent a half a million dollars yeah, on gas guzzling suburbans. Yeah, I saw that. The COVID money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gas yeah. You would think uh, we got, everybody else has to do electricity, <laughs> but we're going to buy gas. You know, <laughs> that yeah. hypocrisy is just unbelievable. Yeah, and he took the COVID money. And he, he, yeah, he, he bought COVID. He bought vaccines. It was called vehicles. <laughs> Gas guzzling suburban. Yep. That's, that's what he did. That's our boy, Phil. <laughs> One more call, Senator. Uh, Johnny, Jack, Jack Johnny. Really needed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you. Well, Jack will win next time. Johnny in Northfield. Jack Johnny. Really three more points. We, we wouldn't be going through this. That's right. Johnny in Northfield. You're on with Senator Palestina. Good morning, gentlemen. I, I just wanted to, uh, hey, Johnny. to say that, uh, the, like, like Ginny was talking about, our, our clamming and scalloping off, 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 off the coast of Jersey, especially South Jersey, is, is in, in volume. 
the biggest in the world. And they build these windmills 12, 10 to 12 miles out. They got to have the cables run into the shoreline. So that's some of our main tow areas from three to five to 10 miles out. That's where you're, they're doing most of the clamming and scalloping. So it's all going to be out, out of bounds. So th- those industries are going to be hit hard. And also, all you got to do is look at a country, Norway. They tried windmills like 25, 30 years ago. And they, they, they were, their fishing industry was completely shut down. That sound underwater travels 10 times faster than it does in the air, in, in this atmosphere. Faster and farther underwater. And the fish, not only the whales, but the fish, all the migrating species that we use in, in the fishing industry, in the commercial industry, and recreational. The, these fish, they just, they'll just go around it. They'll go around that noise. They won't, they won't, they won't, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna ruin the fishing industry in, the, in this state. And, and as far as the windmills in Atlantic City, Seth Grossman did a study on that. They have never, they are yet to be in the black with that complete power project. Every time they get close, the generate the, the actual electricity that they get. It's time to replace the armatures and in, in the uh, in, in the generators at the top or the bearings for the for the blades. It, it's 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 a boondoggle. It's a complete boondoggle, and it's already been said that the energy we're going to get from these windmills is going to be three times the cost of the energy we're paying that right now. So I, I don't understand why they're even going forward with it. All right, Johnny, thanks for the call. Senator, you want to comment? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, as I said, John, I've met with the clamming industry, met with the fishing industry, and, uh, you know, it's so disappointing when you hear uh, some of the impacts that there are going to be because, you know, Johnny mentioned that there are cables obviously connecting all these poles underwater, and you need to navigate in in these areas. And the industries asked for spacing on some of the windmills out there. I know so that they could uh, navigate around so you wouldn't have as much of an impact. And, of course, you know, that was denied, never even considered because they don't want to have to spend more to space them out because it would be additional cables. And so there is a huge concern uh, with the commercial fishing industry, with clamming industry that we need to address, and they're really not doing it. They, I think they've had some conversations, they've had some discussions, but hopefully, you know, Congressman Van Drew's new role, transportation and infrastructure, uh, hopefully we're going to get a whole new conversation, a whole new discussion on it, because we need it. We need to try to bring everybody together and see if there is a way where everybody can coexist and not lose all of the jobs that, again, have been here for generations. And I think the other thing the congressman will really focus on, John, and something we really need to do around here, because, you know, you hear about, you know, you hear about climate change, of course, is a big uh, part of our national discourse. The impact, the bigger, the biggest impact we see right now in, in this area is uh, the sea level rise and you know that is occurring um but a lot of it is due to the fact that our waterways our natural waterways have been you know impacted after sandy about some of the stuff that has been going in the waterways you know you get all this organic material you get in there and you need to have a real comprehensive uh focus on dredging some of these waterways and restoring some of our natural water features that we have always had that were really impacted after sandy and i think the congressman is really going to take a renewed interest in that because when we talk about the nuisance flooding and we see it around here you know albany avenue and some of the other areas there is nuisance flooding going on you are having those 
impacts. But if we really came up with a, a real way to control stormwater, to restore some of our natural stormwater features, to restore some of these natural waterways that we've always had here, you're going to be able to deal with some of those impacts. And so I hope that that is also part of the discussion as we move forward. Uh, Senator, one more thing. What's the most important bill you're working on right now? <laughs> so, you know, key to our area, of course, is Atlantic City. And so we are working on uh, some stuff with the Office of Legislative Services. We couldn't get that out. Um, and I've been talking to some uh, key stakeholders. We're working on a piece of legislation uh, related to Atlantic City. Again, collaboration with the airport, with Atlantic City, uh, trying to come up with a new framework for the best way for Atlantic City to prosper and move forward. Um, so that is going to be a key piece that you'll see unfold here. Of course, we continue to work on, you know, the smoking and casino issue. We're, we're close to uh, getting a groundbreaking on the second uh, building out the aviation research park and gotten funding for that. We're working on legislation uh, to deal with this temporary worker issue that came up the other day. And so there's a number of moving parts that we are continuing to work on. But I think as we move forward, you know, fixing um, and giving Atlantic City you know, an ability to better collaborate, better communicate, better ways to spend money over there is really the key to our future. Uh, getting that tourism economy turned around as we think about dealing with increased competition from New York and, and the loss of visitors from that region. we got to figure out how we can bring them in front to the airport over to Atlantic City so that we don't have a huge drop in our tourism economy here. So that's going to be key. And, of course, diversifying the economy with that aviation industry is right behind it because we need to also diversify this Atlantic County economy. It's just that uh, we have been so dependent on tourism for too long. We can't continue to do that. We've got to figure out other opportunities for people in this region. Okay. Well, good stuff, Senator. And thank you for coming on, spending a lot of time with us. Senator Vince Palestina, I uh, want to give out your uh, your office number in case people want to contact you. It is, I'll, I'll, I'll get it up here in a moment, 609-677-8266. 609-677-8266, Office of Senator Vince Policina. Thanks again, Senator, for coming on. We appreciate it. Anytime, John. Thanks for having me. And just uh, keep in mind for your listeners, for you, for anybody, the anchor program deadline is the end of February. So anyone who has not taken advantage of the anchor program, it gives you up to $1,500 on your property taxes back if you are a home, if you are a homeowner in 2019 or up to 450 if you are a renter. If anybody is not aware of that, familiar with that, or hasn't taken advantage of that, call that number, and uh, we'll get you the help you need because there is money through the anchor program for property tax rebates uh, I, for residents of New Jersey. I already did mine. How about that, huh? Great. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks awesome, again. John. Thanks again, Senator. Appreciate it. Senator Vince Palestina, our guest, and again, his office number, 609-677-8266. It is Talk With a Purpose, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG, Talk Radio 95.5. Wow, that hour went fast. <laughs> Wrapping up hour number two after these words. I'm Seth Grossman for LibertyAndProsperity.com. Nine years ago, South Jersey Gas Company had a great idea. They wanted to build a natural gas pipeline between Millville and the electric power plant near milepost 28 of the Garden State Parkway. It would have been underground along Route 49, an existing paved road. It would have brought cheap, clean, and abundant natural gas from Pennsylvania to the power plant and to local homes and businesses. Woke Democrats used one blatant lie after another to block it. 
They falsely claimed the pipeline would cause forest fires and poison water in the Pinelands. Every Stockton professor and high school science teacher knew these were lies, but they all kept quiet. Now the power plant is gone. We'll soon have blackouts and big hikes in gas and electric bills. Learn more at libertyandprosperity.com. Help us reach more people. Join our weekly breakfast. Donate what you can to keep us on the air and online. libertyandprosperity.com. Thanks. The market is up. The market is down. I know from day to day, there's a fair amount of volatility. You worry, I worry. We all worry, but not so much when you have a sound financial plan that doesn't depend completely on the market. Hi, I'm Joe Yakovich with this Money Minute. You'll find some real insights in my new book, The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In this book, I explain in detail how I approach financial planning, retirement, insurance, and many other topics. For a free copy of my book, The Heart of Your Money, simply contact my office at 856-751-1771. That's 856-751-1771. Or you can email me at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. I'm Joe Yakovich with This Money Minute, and thanks for listening. Of course, you're having a big game party. How many times does our team make it? And the place to get everything that you need for your party is BF Mazio. That's right. BF Mazio does catering. I'll bet you didn't know that. Potato salad, coleslaw, mac salad, cheeses, spreads, all kinds of party items and all in one place. BF Mazio. BF Mazio, 601 New Road in Northfield. Online at bfmazio.com. Order now online, in person or over the phone. BF Mazio, 601 New Road, Northfield. BF Mazio. Go birds! When it comes to you and your family's financial wellness, there are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In the book, Joe talks about longevity, inflation, retirement surprises, and many other topics. For your free copy of The Heart of Your Money, call the office of Joe Yakovich at JML Financial at 856-751-1771 or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. For over 37 years, Joe Yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan. You'll find Joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world. The path to your financial wellness and or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group. 856-751-1771. 856-751-1771. Or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC. Member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC is not an affiliated company. Back here on Talk With a Purpose every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. Uh Let's see. We're, what we got a couple minutes left of this hour. Wow. Thanks to Senator Palestina for coming on and uh, spending a lot of time with us. And again, if you want to call his office, 609-677-8266. 609-677-8266. Coming up in the next hour, uh, I want to have some fun with this. Who do you think should be the Republican nominee for president? 
Who do you think? Is it DeSantis? Is it Trump? Is it Nikki Haley? Is it Marco Rubio? (laughs) So uh, we're going to have some fun with that. And we'll also talk about the supermarket in Atlantic City. You know the definition of insanity? (laughs) Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So they're putting out bids. I think uh, preliminary bids uh, till April and then you have till June to have your final bid for the supermarket. And what's going to be different this time? What is going to be different? Because... As you heard Senator Palestina say, village supermarkets wanted a guarantee of an additional 500000 a year to cover security, uh, theft. We know that's going to be the case. That's just the way it is. So what are what is the CRDA going to do differently to make people feel comfortable? I mean, you're talking about, okay, they're going to build the building which was going to be 18 million and you heard Senator Palestina say it's going to be close to 40. So I mean this is a lot of money to be invested in a supermarket. So what are they going to do differently? And I think if they're going to put this out there then you're going to have to say something like hey we'll guarantee you so much. We'll guarantee you so much for shortages or whatever they want to call theft or security or, or whatever. But that's the way they would get it done. But to continue to do it the same way this time when it failed last time doesn't make any sense. And and I would think that the CRDA would know that. And we'll also talk uh, next hour about a group that is Well, let's put it this way. Parents Defending Education. And this group is kind of becoming more and more prevalent because of what's happening in schools. And they're they're trying to fight indoctrination. And that makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense that a group should fight this indoctrination because it's happened all over. It's happened in school districts. The, 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 the liberal way is just permeating our systems. And it's got to stop. It really does. So we'll talk about those two things. And uh, if we have time, Marty Small saved the life of a woman and her husband. <laughs> Did you see that the other day at the Eagles game? Marty Small made like a linebacker <laughs> and he pushed through the crowd and he got these this woman, 78 year old woman and her husband. He, he, he saved them from the, the crowds at the, the Eagles game. <laughs> oh, boy. Never ceases to amaze me. Talk with the purpose is the show. Saturdays, nine till noon. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hour number two is in the books. Hour number three is on the way. And you know what we say. Don't go away.
95.5 FM and 1450 AM WPGG Atlantic City. WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. The following program is paid for and presented by John DeMassey. The opinions expressed are not those of Town Square Media or station advertisers. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now, the host of Talk with a Purpose, John DeMassey. Hour number three, Talk with a Purpose, every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And you can also hear us on 1450 AM and always online at WPGTalkRadio.com. I'm John DeMassey. Good to have you with us. We, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about a couple of things this hour. Who do you think should be the Republican nominee for president? And I know a lot of you are going to say Trump. And some of you will say DeSantis. Oh, that's, that's okay. We're just kind of taking an unofficial survey. I got into a discussion with a friend of mine the other day, and uh, he said, oh, I, I like Nikki Haley or I like Marco Rubio. Uh, and I said, I don't think either one of those can win, but that's, that those are viable options. But I think DeSantis can win. That's been my, my take all along. I don't think Trump can win. I, I really don't. I, listen, I would vote for him if he was the nominee, but I don't think he can win. So that's my take on that. And also, I want to talk about this hour, parents defending education. They are allegedly fighting indoctrination. They filed a complaint with the U.S. Department of Education's Office of Civil Rights, accusing a Montgomery County, Pennsylvania school district of racial discrimination through the affinity groups and it's cultural competency lessons for students. That's a mouthful. The school district strongly disagrees with this group's characterization. Parents Defending Education has been filing similar complaints across the country, saying it's fighting indoctrination in the classroom. Parents Defending Education says it aims to begin reclaiming our K-12 through schools from political activists and extremists. They're denouncing wokeism and the culture of anti-racism. And I agree with that. (laughs) We'll see. And that's the same thing that uh, Ron DeSantis has said uh, all along. And it's, it, it just, it permeates the school systems. It's everywhere. It's a shame. 609-407-1450. 609-407-1450. Talk with the purpose of the show. Saturdays, 9 till noon. WPG. Talk Radio 95.5. Let's talk to Craig in Northfield. Craig, good morning. Welcome to the show. No, I didn't sleep in, John. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, your your texts at 620 in the morning are, 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 are always informative. <laughs> so here, uh, you know, I sleep very little. Yeah. I know that. So, we found out. <laughs> so Biden, Biden's got no balloons. No, well, <laughs> it sounds like China's got balloons, though, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Look at that. So, you know, one of the things is because we got no border, anybody can come across the border. They could point to they if they got sued. What could they say? Well, look, he lets everybody in. Like, what's the big deal with the balloon? Right, 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 right. Yeah, I mean, seriously. 
I heard you with the election. We'll cut you short here. <laughs> 2020. Okay, I'm laughing over here. Just listen for a second because this is very serious. You got to look at the numbers, John. Okay. You know, look at the numbers. When 2020 happened, what happened? Trump got one million more votes than your boy did in his own state. What are you talking here? Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah, I knew that. One million yeah. more. Yeah, I okay, know. so we're, we're, I mean, in his own state. I mean, Trump was all over the country, and DeSantis only had to stay in Florida. And he didn't get as many as Trump. And with all this stuff going on, and now we got Nikki. And I got to tell you, Nikki's a little bit better in my 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 eyes. And I wear glasses, you know, thick. But uh, she looks better than DeSantis to me. Well, yeah, she that's looks. true. That's true. <laughs> that's that. She looks better than DeSantis, but she looks better. And don't forget, uh, she was pretty powerful. I think uh, she was maybe in Congress or Senate, and she did run the United Nations for us. Yes, yeah, she did. did. A pretty good job, yeah, she did. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She stood yeah. up to them, right? Yeah. There, there's, there's no question. She, she did a good job. Yes. Okay. So, do you think that any of the tr- that she's going to take any Trump voters? She may. Ah, she may. Nah, she's going to take the Santas voters. Oh. You know that. Stop it. And then Mar- Marco Rubio, he's going to take the Santas voters. So, you know, with that part of it. Well, we'll I see. Agree with you totally. We'll, no, we will see. We well, will of course see. We're going to see. I mean, look, we're, we keep seeing every day that with the, we, we were going to raid Mar Lago, and it, it appears with Nikki uh, Nikki Lake over there that it's coming closer and closer. And I think the public is getting to see that the elections weren't so fair. Um, I just want to say this: How about them Eagles? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, <laughs> man, you! I said ten points. What did you say? Uh, I I said like three or four. I, I, I don't remember. But I thought it okay. would be close. But it was, well, look, San Francisco didn't have a quarterback. And I mean, it, but it you was, know what? It, it was ugly. Yeah, wasn't it was. It for them. It was. It was. But you very, know what, John? Yeah. It, it goes back to a little bit of you get sometimes what you give. That's right. It may take a little while. But don't forget, remember when that guy from, from San Francisco, he took the our, 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 I forget which player, and wasn't as big as, and he floored him right down on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, then after that, then it was over for his quarterback. That's right. That's you know, right. They, right. They knocked so, two quarterbacks out of the game. Well, yeah, we had a good time that day, I got to tell you, and and rightfully so. And I want to say this to you. For those people in Ukraine, just keep your eye on Biden and his business dealings there. If you think he was the mob boss just with China, there's big dealings with his finances in Ukraine. And they're saying that that Lewinsky, that, that, that the, 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 the leader of Ukraine... He may be going to Poland before you know it. That's what they're saying. It's oh, yeah. not looking good. Oh, yeah. Did you oh. hear that? No, I didn't hear that. Yeah. Well, oh. keep your eye on. Remember, John, you, all us tinfoil hat guys come in here. You you know, we talked about the, the laptop over two years ago. Yeah, that's right. Didn't we? That's right. We did, didn't we? Yes, that's right. All right. Uh, all right let's, good uh, luck, Eagles. Wait a minute. Let's make Let's make a bet, okay? Let's make right, a bet. How many points do you think here? No, 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 no. This this, this is on the election, 24. DeSantis, oh, will, make- DeSantis will get the nomination. Uh, and if he does, you owe me a dinner. If uh, he doesn't, I owe you a dinner. Well, 
hold on now. What's the budget over here? Because you know me, I gotta watch the budget. I don't, I, I, I gotta tell you, I want to be like the Congress that we had in before because, you know, they spent money that they didn't have. So, are we talking three star, four star, five star? Where are we talking? Five Not, star, uh, five star. Five, oh, come on, oh, come on. All right. Listen, I just want you to know I'm bringing my cloth napkin because I eat good. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Craig. <laughs> Talk with the purposes of the show. Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. Let's talk to Linda in Absegan. Linda, good morning. Welcome to Talk with the Purpose. Good morning, John. Good morning. I love that call. That was fun. Love Craig, but Craig, I'm going to disagree with you. I love Trump. Yeah, no, Trump for president because he's the only one who can be president and pull and do any good for the country. And uh, in in reality, because he is, well, well, we know what kind of president he was, and now just let him finish the job. And since everything else is crumbling, I mean, the J6 committee, did you hear what came out about them? No. How how, how Pelosi, it was optics, was a problem? No. So they they couldn't cover the crowd. And how all those in in positions of high authority, they they knew what was coming down around Washington at the time and didn't do anything. So you think they're going to, and that phony J6 trial, that circus, where everything was, if it wasn't heard secondhand, it was heard thirdhand. If it wasn't heard thirdhand, it was heard fourthhand. And if anybody saw in real time, the J6 committee wouldn't let them speak. So, I mean, I mean, it's, it's like a dog and pony show, this yeah. government and this Congress. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, but but not to be too critical of Republicans... Not a huge fan of Nikki Haley, um, and, and maybe she has more maturity. I don't know that she finished everything she started when she was governor. I heard she hasn't. And um, and uh, Marco Rubio, smart as a whip. In fact, during the 2016 election, I believe you know who Hillary Hillary Clinton feared. Who she feared. This is this is what this is like. I guess when all the seventeen ducks were lined up, sixteen or seventeen that were <laughs> yeah. running for president at that time, yeah, twenty sixteen. So anyway, you, you know who she feared? Who? Of all the people that were that that had wanted to be president at that time, and that was a good cast of characters. Uh, Marco Rubio, Marco is smart as a whip. But now, and, and he's good enough to win re-election. I think sometimes it may be a struggle here and there. But no, 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 they're not going to take down DeSantis. DeSantis is a rock star. Yeah, yeah. And he's good. And he's, and you know what? You know what? You, you hear now what some of the conversations that you're hearing and, and that... That that's seeping through conversations is, if anything, they they might be going because Trump's lost a lot of big donors. Yeah, he has, and uh, and we don't really know who all DeSantis's donors are. But the inference is, you know, it's pretty much the rhinos with big money who really don't. I mean, here here you had Jeb Bush when he was running for office. He had said he could win without the base. Well, he had a fortune. He had a fortune. Of course he did. Big people were given big money. And I remember that so offended Rush Limbaugh. 
for, imagine that. I mean, I think because he and because Rush was close with the Bush family, but to have Jeb Bush say, "I can win without the base," I'm the base. <laughs> yeah, how that work? How would that work out, Linda? Insult, Linda. How'd that work out? That he he didn't win nothing. Uh, really? He didn't win, he didn't win anything. <laughs> no, yeah. and he, and and Jeb was a decent enough governor. Yeah, he was. But um, I I don't think so. So questions might be, and then the questions put this way also. You'll never hear anybody ask him a question, ask DeSantis a question about the Ukraine. They stay away from asking that question, and the inference is probably because those who want the Ukraine is the military and the war. You know, it's pretty much. You know, where we heard before, beware of the military-industrial complex. Yes. Well, so maybe these are some of the big-time donors. So now, now that's that's not a fair question. I, you know, I I myself think so. Somebody ask him the question and and see how he responds. And uh, but I hear he's governor of the state. He's not. He he, he's not in any of the intel communities, and he's not president of the United States. Right. I don't think that's the average question you ask a governor. No. So, So, but I do think um, I do think Trump is the only one qualified. So you think Trump will get the nomination? I I I pray he does. Okay, yes. but but do you think he will? I think morally, yes. I'll uh, I'll say okay. I'll say okay. yes. Okay, all right. By the grace of God, <laughs> that's good. Linda, <laughs> thanks for the call, Matt and AC. Matt, good morning. Welcome back to Talk with the Purpose. Yeah, John. Yeah, I'll get back in with this on you. Um, like I said. DeSantis is 40 years old. I, I'm a big fan of Nikki Haley's, unlike Linda. I'm a big fan of Nikki Haley's. I, I really love that girl. She's sharp as a tack. Um, but what they got to do here is DeSantis is not ready for the onslaught of the swamp. Yeah. Trust me when I tell you this, John. He is not ready for the onslaught of the swamp. As tough and as brass as Donald Trump is, he wasn't ready. But now he knows yeah. what to expect. Now, look, they're going after DeSantis already. They are, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're going to try and smear him every single chance they get to smear DeSantis. That's right. They are. He's going to be all over the national news in a bad light. That's right. And all Donald Trump is saying is, let me get in there. Let me beat him back down for you, Ron, a little bit. Let me beat him back again. I know how to deal with them. And then you take it. Yeah. That's my that's, that's my insight on this. DeSantis is not ready for this. He's not. He can run Florida perfectly, which he is. But when you get into the national limelight and you've got ABC and all the alphabet networks and yeah. MSDNC, and the Clinton News Network all after you, <laughs> he's going to find out what's up. That's and true. He's not going to like it. That's true. Well, well, this is yeah. not just the state. This is not just the state of Florida, John. Okay, this is serious stuff. Look at and what happened. He will beat him to a pulp. Look at what happened with that thing uh, when he appeared at the Union League in Philadelphia a couple of weeks ago. There was four columnists, four that said. The Union League was a, a, a against freedom, and they they were, it was a disgrace that they were 
given it to him, and he's he's a racist. You know, you know, you know the playbook. It's the same all the way around. Yeah. So yeah, they, I I I I hear you, but can Trump win? That's the question. Yeah. Who are they, they going to run against them? Look at the, they're talking. You know who's leading in New Hampshire right now? Who? Buttigieg. Oh my God! Oh jeez. <laughs> That's how big I was up there, John. Remember, I told you I'm going yeah, one up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buttigieg is number one for Democrats. Are you kidding? Wow. Me? Yeah, there's the guy who was transportation secretary and took six months off to have a baby, and he didn't have it. His, they were delivered by surrogate. That doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, while well, they had a trucking crisis. Yeah, a trucking. <laughs> That's oh. fantastic. Oh, man. Uh, well, if they run. I think we can run. Yeah. Well, listen, if if we run Biden, I think if they run Biden, I think uh, I think I, I just I hate to tell you, I think Biden wins. I really do. You know, it's all oh, they'll say. Oh, wow. he's, I, 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 hey, you know what? I'm reading the tea leaves. You know, Biden's going to win. Hey, I'll bet you. I'll, I'm not scared. I'll bet you dinner. <laughs> I'll take you five star. I'll take. I'll take you to Capriccio's. Okay, you're on. Now I got two if, bets going. If Biden, <laughs> if Biden wins the second term, I'll take you to Capriccio's Resort. Okay. Whatever oh, okay, on. that's it. You're on. <laughs> Matt, thanks for the call. <laughs> I started something here. I wonder if uh, these these uh, betting apps are going to get in on this. <laughs> Could you see that? Oh, Talk with the purpose is the show, Saturdays 9 till noon. Do not confuse this program with sports talk or betting apps. Talk with a purpose, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. Uh, Andy and Bob and maybe you at 609-407-1450 right after these words. Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC is not an affiliated company. When it comes to you and your family's financial wellness, there are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In the book, Joe talks about longevity, inflation, retirement surprises, and many other topics. For your free copy of The Heart of Your Money, call the office of Joe Yakovich at JML Financial at 856-751-1771 or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. For over 37 years, Joe Yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan. You'll find Joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie-cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world. The path to your financial wellness and or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group. 856-751-1771. 856-751-1771. Or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. And we are back here on Talk With a Purpose. Don't forget, if you want to listen to any of our shows at any time, it's really simple. Google John DeMassey Podcasts. 
and all of the shows come up. I think we're up to about 170 or some. It's some number like that. But you can listen anytime. Just Google John DeMassey Podcasts, and they all come up. So that way you can listen to Talk With a Purpose anytime. Talk With a Purpose is the show, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Let's talk to Andy in Brigantine. Andy, good morning. Welcome back to Talk With a Purpose. Good morning again, John. Uh, let's talk about your question, and then we can get to the balloon thing, all right? Okay. So, uh, first of all, Nikki Haley is a careerist. She's an opportunist. She's a political chameleon. She will be anything she needs to be at any time, if it helps her. She st- stabbed President Trump in the back. And now she thinks because she is a uh, an Indian woman that she checks off a couple of woke boxes and that she can become president, but no one knows who she is. Okay, likewise, Mike Pompeo, which Fox is now parading out every day. He got rid of his tie. He's Mr. Casual now, joking around with the different hosts. And no one knows who Mike Pompeo is. Okay? Now, I can prove if DeSantis ran and was the nominee, I'd vote for him in a heartbeat. Likewise, Trump. Now, I can prove that Donald Trump can win. Are you ready, John? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, so in, in any contest, any election, the Democrats go after the person the most that they fear can win the most. Right. Who's being attacked more than Donald Trump? Nobody. Even though he's been out of office for two years now. Nobody. Okay, and I can and I can prove it further. Joe Biden made a mistake. The whole reason these documents came to light is because Joe Biden uh, went back on his promise, not not necessarily a spoken promise, but it was pretty much understood that Biden was going to run for one term and get out. And then when Biden started intimating that he might run for re-election, they had to stop him because they know he can't win. So out come the document scandals, okay? If Joe Biden were to announce today that he was not going to run for re-election, this document scandal would go away so quickly, your head, head would spin. They wouldn't even talk about it, okay? So that was the mistake Joe Biden made. So they do not want Joe Biden, okay? They don't want him running. This document scandal, they will use it to destroy him because they know he cannot beat Donald Trump. Well, who, who, so, do they, who, do they, who do they think can beat Donald Trump? I don't know at this point. Now, Matt mentioned Pete Buttigieg. Now, listen, you, you said that they had a baby and you said that Pete didn't have it. That it, they had a surrogate. Yes. How do we know that, John? I thought I thought men could get pregnant and give birth. Now. <laughs> you know, you know, yeah. bir- bir- birthing persons, birthing yeah. persons, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. Pete Buttigieg doesn't have a snowball's chance in hell. Yeah, you're right. There are two. There are two. There are two Republicans who have who've been there, done that. Now, Donald Trump is number one. He's ahead of everybody. Well ahead. Now, Ron DeSantis gets talked about a lot, and those nerds, we nerds who follow all this stuff closely, we know who Ron DeSantis is, we know he's up to the challenge, but most of the country doesn't even know who he is. However, 
if he keeps his nose to the grindstone over the next couple of years and keeps doing what he's doing, he will get national attention and he will become a national figure and he will then have the gravitas to win. Yeah, but that's right. right now, no. And as far as Donald Trump, you know, you say he can't win, but John, you know, two years in politics is an eternity. Yeah. Anything can happen. Yeah, that's true. Some, that's true. Something can happen and change the whole equation very, very quickly. The reason they're going after Trump still trying to destroy him is because they know he will win. Why would they prevent him from running with the January 6th commission? You don't prevent a guy from running if you don't think he can win. Why would you waste your time trying to keep a guy from being able to run unless you thought he would win if he did run? Yeah, that's true. That, 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 I mean, okay. you make some right. good points, but, you know, I just don't think th this is what I'm thinking. They're going to and whoever the nominee is for the Democrats, they are going to hammer home. And all you're going to see on commercials is pictures of January 6th. Pictures and pictures and, and all of that stuff. And I think that has an effect on people. I really do. I, I, I agree, John. I agree, John. But I'll, 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 meet, I'll meet you halfway. Once these hearings start, people like Jim Jordan, etc. once these hearings start and they start to uncover all the lies about Russia collusion, all the various hoaxes, the impeachments, and they start asking questions of Anthony Fauci, and yeah. they start uncovering all the all the scandals with Hunter, you know, the, the laptop and all that. Then those commercials are going to run too. Yeah, that's true. And that's true. So, so that's going to work against Joe Biden. Joe Biden will, would never win re-election. Never win re-election. But they're they, they they're dangling this sword of Damocles over his head. Either you announce you are not going to run for re-election. Or we are going to bring you down with these uh, the, the, this document scandal because the Democrats do not want Joe Biden. Okay. Uh, All right. So I, now I, let's move on. Let, let's move on okay, to the balloon. Okay. Quickly. Hey, quickly. Go ahead. Yeah. Hey, John. Uh, do you think the reason they don't shoot down the balloon is because they're afraid of what might be in it or what it might be carrying? Let's say this balloon was launched in Wuhan. And now it's floating across our skies. If they shoot it down, God knows what's in that balloon. Isn't it amazing? This thing has now flown across our entire country. Yeah. Now, we know, we know that China wants to invade Taiwan. Why? Because Taiwan makes the computer chips that are in every single thing we own. That's the one thing China doesn't control, the computer chips, as I as I referred to in my earlier call, they control all of the rare earth minerals that go into every electronic device, every car, every refrigerator, everything we use. They control all of that. They're in the process of controlling our food supply by buying up all of our farmland. They're in the process of controlling where we live and how much rent we pay because they've been buying up valuable real estate around the country for years. China is in control of our pharmaceuticals. They manufacture them, and, and, and they're the ones that we get them from. So they control our medications, okay? They control everything except for those, for those, um, those chips. If they invade Taiwan, Joe Biden said he would intervene. 
maybe they're flying the balloon to, to look at our uh, various military bases to let Joe Biden know, hey, Joe, we know where your nukes are. Don't mess with us. Yeah. Maybe that yeah. maybe the balloon is nothing but intimidation. This is what the Chinese yeah. do. They yeah. have they have stated their case. They want to become the superpower of the world and the economy of the world. They want to take over this country. They don't have to do it by bombing us and firing bullets. They can do it through other ways. And yes. since Joe Biden and his family are in bed with the Chinese oh, they and they own the are. Chinese, yep. then 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 Joe's gonna do what they say and he's gonna look the other way. China is in the process of world domination. They've got to get the United States. Okay. Andy, thanks for the call. Good points. Bob is in Cape May. Bob, good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. Hey, John. Look, uh, Nikki Haley, she's currently running fourth in her home state of South Carolina. So she, you know, <laughs> yeah. she's like a lot of these politicians, like Christie, like Pompeo. Yeah. They have no chance at all. Yeah, they don't. Just no, I, don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so, no. So, so, look, what I want to get to is President Trump's latest volley here at Ron DeSantis, right? The latest volley this week. And he accused DeSantis of being overrated on his COVID response, that he didn't handle, again, according to Trump, DeSantis did not handle COVID very well. Well, <laughs> this is what worries me about President Trump. Yeah, okay? yeah. You know, he'll he'll say things that, that are so far from reality. That's right. That that's uh, that's the truth. You know, the, you know the, the 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 one governor, you know, and 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 the governor of Georgia was not far behind. But the 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 absolute superstar of the COVID response was Governor DeSantis. We had the biggest, the largest population of senior citizens in it, in the country, the most vulnerable population. Yet our death toll was very reasonable because of the governor's actions, purely his actions. Yeah, you know the the nursing homes didn't get filled up with sick COVID patients like Murphy did, like Cuomo did, like like Wolf did. That's right. That's right. The Three Stooges. Yeah, that's that's right. And, you know, and and we can go on and on. I mean, our economy rebounded here quicker than almost any other state, with the exception of South Dakota. Our schools opened up quicker than anyone else. That's right. And, you know, like, if you're going to attack Governor DeSantis... You don't attack them on COVID. You just don't do it. Well, that's a, that's and that's right out of the Trump playbook, uh, Bob. Because he just Trump just says things that most of the time, you know, w- when he attacks people, they're not necessarily true. Like he'll just say things, and people say, "Oh yeah, yeah." But but when you look at it, as you just did, I mean, nobody handled it better than DeSantis. I mean, really, you you didn't have any lockdowns, did you? I mean, you didn't have any uh, churches that weren't allowed to worship, and and Murphy says, "Oh, I don't know about I don't know about the Second Amendment. I don't know about this about the Bill of but Rights." When, when 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 the jury was still out on the lethality and the contagiousness of the disease for about six weeks, you know, we we had we had lockdowns. It was six weeks, though. Yeah. By early May, I was down here. By early May. We were opened again. 
Yeah. Okay, the restaurants were opening. You know, Siesta Key, which is a tourist area where I live, it was starting to open up again. We didn't have anything open up in New Jersey till into July. Yeah. Which is, you know, for our tourist season was, that was a big problem, okay? Yeah. A really big problem. And then the schools, I don't know, did the, when did the schools open in, in New Jersey and Pennsylvania? Oh, I don't uh, think they opened uh, they, for they, a year they, and a half. That's right. That's right. <clears throat> yeah. That's, so, so, you know, yeah. again, you know, it, 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 you know, you, you, if you're going to attack somebody, then, you know, you need to be credible. Yes. And in this instance, you know, President Trump was incredible. Look, I'm hoping DeSantis wins. Uh, I think it'd be better for the country. But whoever wins in the primaries, uh, I'm going to support. Me just too. Like you are, Me too. Thanks yeah. for the call, Bob. Thanks. Uh, yeah. I support Trump if he gets the nomination, but I would rather see DeSantis because I think he can win. And and some have argued with me that, you know, Trump can win. I, you know, the this is the one time, the one time that I agree with former Governor Christie, because when he's on ABC, he says it all the time. Trump can't win. You know, just a feeling I have, and and he said it, and a few people have said it. I don't think he can win. So we'll see. We have uh, Ginny and Frank and maybe you at 609-407-1450. The show is Talk With a Purpose, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And I'm John DeMassey. More talk with a purpose after these words. If you're interested in driving one of the finest automobiles on the market today, then you'll want to check out all of the fabulous new and pre-owned Lexus at Lexus of Atlantic City. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Driving a Lexus is like no other vehicle on the market. Test drive one for yourself at Lexus of Atlantic City. Whether it's new or pre-owned, you'll be more than satisfied. In fact, Lexus is consistently number one when it comes to customer satisfaction. Visit Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Or you can check out their outstanding selection of new, pre-owned, and L-certified pre-owned vehicles on their website, LexusofAtlanticCity.com. That's LexusofAtlanticCity.com. Or if you want more information, call 609-641-0008. Lexus of Atlantic City, now celebrating their 26th year in the area. A dealership that you'll enjoy. No pressure, no gimmicks, no hassle, no hype. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. And remember, always online at LexusofAtlanticCity.com. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. Going to be brisk and cold this afternoon with times of clouds and sun. You might want to dress in layers with the high only 29. Rising temperatures this evening, otherwise clear to partly cloudy with a low 22. Warmer tomorrow, sun with areas of high clouds when you have your coffee, followed by considerably cloudy skies. A dramatic warm-up after a brief Arctic blast with a high tomorrow 50. I'm AccuWeather's Ruth O'Brien on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Back here on Talk With a Purpose, if you want to email me during the week, jdadv1 at comcast.net, jdadv1 at comcast.net. Email me anything you like, program suggestions, comments, thoughts, pro or con, we take them all on. And of course, uh, you can follow us on Facebook at Talk With a Purpose, at Talk With a Purpose is our Facebook address. It is Talk With a Purpose, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG, Talk Radio 95.5. Let's talk to Ginny in Absecon. Ginny, 
Good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm going to change phones uh, because I want to make sure I get this across right. I don't trust the phone I'm using. Okay. Okay, here I go. All right. All right. I have been a legal Florida resident for a little over 10 years. I have had a place in Florida since 2003, 20 years. I belong to a Republican club down there called the Palm Beach County Republican Club, founded and headed by their president, a gentleman by the name of Alan Bergstein. He personally knows Ron DeSantis and his whole family. He, I was down there in May. I'm going back down shortly. I drive back and forth because I don't like to futz around with planes, oh. airports, oh. or anything else. Yeah, I, I want to leave. I want to eat where I want. I want to sleep where I want. I, You know, it's a free country, and I'm pretty much semi-retired, okay? Okay. I drive. Okay. I don't mess around with this crap. This is, this is I, I'm not beholden to the airline industry. However, Alan Bergstein has told people in the club and all over Broward County and every place else. He knew DeSantis when he was in Congress, et cetera, et cetera. Ron DeSantis doesn't want to be president right now and doesn't want to run. He has three young little children. That's number one. He comes from a strictly close-knit Italian family. His wife is still battling breast cancer. Oh, a lot of other men would say, eh, poo-poo on that. I'm going to run for president. That is not Ron DeSantis. And I know men that would poo-poo it right around here because they want what they want. Ron DeSantis is not of that caliber. He is in his early 40s. He's got plenty of time. That's true. He does not want to run. According to Alan Bergstein, who's originally from New York, uh, he, he's a very, very reputable man. He was a, a high school principal, Korean War veteran, and et cetera, et cetera. Alan Bergstein's been preaching about Muslim radical influence for many, many years. Like I said, I've known the man for 20 years. Ron DeSantis doesn't want it. Not now. He's got too much on his plate, and he puts his wife and family first. As I said, I don't give a rat's tutu what Chris Christie says. Chris Christie <laughs> can't get elected. That's okay? true. That's true. <laughs> okay? He can't. All he is, all he is, is a blubber mouth. I don't trust Chris Christie. He's a backstabber. I don't trust Nikki Haley. She's a quitter. Okay? I don't like this. The woman, I'm going to tell you who I think, she, and I totally agree with my dear friend Linda, and I totally agree with the gentleman that called her afterward. I think that Donald Trump, if my prayers be answered, he is the only one that can pull it out for this country again. He knows what he's up against. He knows what to do. He's had to deal with the swamp, and he's always come up good with the snorkel. He knows how to deal with the swamp. He learned. We see what Trump can do. Promises made, promises kept. And I'm going to tell you who I think Donald Trump's running mate should be. Are you ready? Yeah. Tulsi Gabbard. 
That's that's a good one. That's a good one. Okay. That's a good one. She's yeah. a veteran, was a fighter pilot. Yeah. She's part Indian. She's a woman. She checks many boxes. That's right. And she's brilliant. That's right. Well, you've given us some information, Jenny, that, that we didn't know before. Uh, that's interesting about Ron DeSantis. And uh, I don't know. Maybe, they, maybe they'll, they'll change his mind. You know, maybe, I don't know. maybe I, the Republican I, National Committee will go to him and say, look, we think you can win. Uh, he, he may change his mind. But that's an interesting uh, take on it. And uh, I thank you he for the do, He supposedly, I don't, I never met Ron DeSantis, but these other people have. And he doesn't want it now. He wants maybe later. Yeah. He's got yeah. too much on his plate. And his kids are very, very young. Yeah, they are young. Yeah, they are young. Yeah. Jenny, They're thanks. little bitties. Oh. Thanks for the call. I, well, hey, that's information that we didn't know. But, again, the, the source, who knows? I mean, these things change. That's it's it, somebody said oh, it's a long time, two years. It is. And and who knows what's going to happen. But I just wanted to throw this out there. Who do you think should be the Republican nomination? And so far, the consensus here is it's Trump. But again, I say, can he win? That's the question. Can he win? Let's talk to Frank and Ventner. Frank, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Hey, good morning, John. How you doing? Good morning. How you doing, Frank? So, John, I'm calling to agree with you this week. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's a win for me. That's that's a win. There we go. I hope so. I don't know. Maybe it'll work against you, John. Yeah. <laughs> um, I agree, John, with you that Trump will lose to Biden if he runs again. I think so. Yes. I um. I think so. Yeah. He. You know, unless you don't believe he lost the first time, and I'm not in that camp. No. Um, it's all about the independence, John. Yeah. Um, I don't see why the independents would go for Trump. They were ma- mainly the reason he lost the last time. He didn't carry as many independents as he did in 2016. Yes. And we saw in the midterms, you know, the high-profile Trump candidates lost. The independents went heavily against the Trump um, high-profile candidate. What's going to change now? I mean, look, he's mocking... Um, DeSantis. Uh, yeah. McConnell's wife, yeah. calling her... Oh, yeah. What's he called her? I forget what it... Coco Chow. Oh, yeah, now, yeah. You know, the yeah, Asian-Americans are starting to become more Republicans. Yeah. I'm sure they love Trump mocking uh, McConnell's yeah, wife. Yeah, I, right? I, I don't know why Trump um, does that. He mocks... I, I, I just... I wish he would stop doing that. He thinks it's funny, but yeah. I, I, I don't think it's funny. No, I, I I agree with you there. Not funny, and and it doesn't. Everything I think we have to think about, John. What will attract more uh, independence? Yeah, I, I don't see Trump doing it. I'm not so certain that um, DeSantis can do it because most of the reason, a lot of the reason people like DeSantis that I'm hearing from phone calls is because he'll be a lot like Trump. Well, that works well with the uh, base of the Republican Party. I don't know how that works with independents. Yeah, so that's true. Uh, I, I like uh, Nikki Haley. I like Brian Kemp, uh, Governor of Georgia, and I also like Chris Sununu, uh, Governor of New Hampshire. I, I think, you know, these are middle of the road candidates, and 
no matter how you look at it, the country is middle of the road. I think they want a middle of the road candidate. Yeah, and uh, that's that's how Biden got. That's how Biden won the election because they exactly they were just exactly. tired. They were tired of uh, of all the noise that Trump created, and, and they wanted just calm. You know, and and that's really what happened. So I I, I just don't know. I I I think. The Republicans, I think they're in trouble. I, I really do, and, and, and I don't want to see. I don't want to see another four years of Democratic rule. I really don't want to see that. Uh, so I, I don't know what the answer is, but but if the Republicans don't get their act together and settle on a candidate that that can win, and that's the key, a candidate that can win, and and the Trump people are saying, look, Trump is who he is. And and we know what he is. And he did a lot of good for the country. But he just comes off as insensitive and brash and all that stuff. And, and I don't know that that works anymore. That That's all I'm saying. You know, you got to think of winning. Isn't that what you think? Winning? And isn't that the point of the the campaign? To win the election? So I, I, I just... I, I just hope that they can get their act together but i have my doubts yeah well we'll see yeah we'll <laughs> we'll see is right thanks for the call frank appreciate it talk with the purposes the show saturdays nine till noon wpg talk radio 95.5 i'm john demassi uh it's an interesting i thought this would be an interesting discussion and that's why i decided to have it as a result of a conversation i had with a friend of mine the other day that you know we were battering around who's going to run and you know i i don't think i i just don't think trump can win i wish he would win and i wish he would change some of the tactics but then again he wouldn't be trump if he changed so <laughs> where do you go with that he's really i mean calling somebody a a name and you know, saying DeSantis, oh, he copied him. That was one of those things he said. Well, you know, he, he just copied me. And well, well, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. But you don't say that, you know, and, and you don't disparage Asian Americans. I mean, it, it's just, yeah, he got away with that once when he won the election in 2016. But as you can see, you know, people eventually got, got tired of that. So... I, I I just don't see it. I, I don't know. I I'm really I'm really in a quandary over this thing because I don't want another four years of democratic rule. And I know you don't either. <laughs> Inflation and gas prices and, and and the border being open and all of these all of this nonsense that Biden has put upon us and nobody says anything about it except Republicans. Is ridiculous, but anyway, uh, it is talk with a purpose. Saturdays nine till noon. WPG Talk Radio ninety five point five. We're going to wrap up today's show um, in a couple of minutes. Maybe we'll talk about this group, parents defending education. Do you think they have any traction? Do you think they can make some noise? Do you think they can maybe change some things? We'll see. Talk with the purpose of the show. Saturdays nine till noon. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Final thoughts on today's show after these words. When it comes to you and your family's financial wellness, 
There are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In the book, Joe talks about longevity, inflation, retirement surprises, and many other topics. For your free copy of The Heart of Your Money, call the office of Joe Yakovich at JML Financial at 856-751-1771 or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. For over 37 years, Joe Yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan. You'll find Joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie-cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world. The path to your financial wellness and or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group. 856-751-1771. 856-751-1771. Or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC. Member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC is not an affiliated company. Of course you're having a big game party. How many times does our team make it? And the place to get everything that you need for your party is BF Mazio. That's right. BF Mazio does catering. I'll bet you didn't know that. Potato salad, coleslaw, mac salad, cheeses, spreads, all kinds of party items and all in one place. BF Mazio. BF Mazio, 601 New Road in Northfield. Online at bfmazio.com. Order now online, in person or over the phone. BF Mazio, 601 New Road, Northfield. bfmazio.com. Go birds. And we're back here on Talk With a Purpose, and that's where you will see me in about, what, 10 minutes at B.F. Mazio. <laughs> yeah, I do my weekly shopping there, you know. And that's where you go for all your big game needs. Or, as we say, Super Bowl. <laughs> the NFL is going to come down on me. Uh, Talk With a Purpose is the show, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG, Talk Radio 95.5. We touched on this earlier, just briefly. And I want to comment on this again. I love this. I I mean, I really, really love this because she's finally getting her just due. And that is Congresswoman Ilhan Omar. She was kicked out of the Foreign Affairs Committee. (laughs) Good for them. Uh, Supposedly, she made some anti-Israel comments. Of course, Omar defended herself by saying, my voice will get louder and stronger, and my leadership will be celebrated around the world. What world is she living in? Are you going to celebrate? I mean, she goes on there and, and says, you know, I didn't, I didn't know that that was a, a comment that I shouldn't make or something like that. And I, Come on. What, what are you doing here? First of all, I don't even know how she was. Oh, I said she was elected because her district had a lot of uh, Samoans in there. And she was elected because that was probably why. But what has she done? And the first thing that she did when she got into office, one of the first things was she gave her husband a consulting job for like $80,000 a year. So, hey, 
and, and did she marry her brother? I don't know. Who knows about that? But, but I, I mean, it, it's just uh, – who is this Max Miller? He's a Republican from Ohio, and he's a former official in the Trump administration. And he says – Omar's comments have brought dishonor to the House of Representatives. <laughs> you think? Well, she got hers. And uh, maybe she'll maybe she won't get elected next time. I, I don't know. But I mean, as I've said before, and I'll say it again, and I'll say it again and again, people are dopes. They will elect anybody. And here you go. And let's throw in AOC as well. I mean, what do they do? What have they accomplished in in their time in Congress? I mean, we had Senator Palestina on today, and he was talking about his accomplishments and Jeff Van Drew's accomplishments. Well, you can point to something, but but there can you can you point to anything that they've done? What has AOC done? What has Ilyan Omar done? Or the other one in the swamp? I didn't even know her name. But uh, who knows? But uh, we're talking about uh, also uh, who is going to run for who's going to get the Republican nominee. And uh, Frank mentioned um, a couple of candidates. And uh, I mean, did, did anybody ever hear of uh, Sununu? That's that's a. I mean, uh, who else did he mention? Uh, oh, uh, somebody mentioned Tulsi Gabbard. She might be a, a good vice presidential candidate, but again, speculation as to who will be the Republican nominee. But again, what I say is, and this is the only thing that Republicans should concentrate on: who is the candidate that can win the election. That's that's all that they should be thinking about. Not whether they like Donald Trump or whether they like Ron DeSantis or whoever else uh, they decide to, to nominate. And we'll see in the primaries because we haven't had any primaries yet. But on the Democratic side, as Matt told us, <laughs> Pete Buttigieg <laughs> is ahead in New Hampshire. I mean, does does he have a, a snowball's chance in hell of winning? No, N- not at all. <sighs> well, we'll see. It's um, it, it's it's been an interesting show today, to say the least. But um, uh, and I wanted to give a shout out to uh, Atlantic City Mayor Marty Small. He um, <laughs> he apparently saved this woman uh, and her husband. If you ever been to Lincoln Financial Field, uh, especially at an Eagles game, uh, I mean, it is really crazy there. And they have this elevator and like 30,000 people have to take this elevator and it, it's it's or I mean, escalator, I should say. And it's like 30,000 into two. Did you ever see that? where they squeeze all these people in and all these people are shoving and pushing and all of this. Well, uh, he was there tailgating. Marty Small was there tailgating. And he kind of grabbed this woman and he said, hang on to me. And her husband, they hung on to him. And (laughs) he got them through 
but uh, <clears throat> if it wasn't for him, he wouldn't. They, they they might not have made it. So, I mean, they ought to think about what they do with escalators. I mean, <laughs> getting getting thirty. Did you ever go to the Borgata and you go to a concert, and then they come out of the concert, and the same thing. All of the people in the concert. What is it? Five, six thousand people are going into an escalator <laughs> that holds two. I mean, somebody's got to come up with a better system. I, I mean, <laughs> you believe that that they would actually? Well, we can get these thirty thousand people in this this, this escalator, uh, please. Oh well, that's going to put the wraps on another edition of Talk with a Purpose. Thanks to State Senator Vince Palestina for coming on and uh, giving us some information on uh, the whales and uh, all of the other things that he's working on in the, in the state legislature. Uh, thanks to Chris Coleman, program director and producer, for doing his usual outstanding job. And, of course, we thank you, the listeners, who have made this show what it is for now going on eight years. Do you believe eight years and we're coming up on our third presidential election on this show? <sighs> Boy, never thought that was possible. I'm John DeMassey. It's another Talk with a Purpose in the books. We'll do it all over again next week. Talk with a Purpose on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. You take care.